we we walk into your house, I'll talk like this. We walk into my house, I talk like this. We go to the skate park, and I hype you up. I don't make fun of you at the skate park. Yeah, you have to, because you're not good. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even ollie, bro. Well, neither can you. Nah, neither can I. episode of the radium black podcast on this episode we're going to be discussing radium black issue six and fortunately this week i'm not only joined by my co-host radium matt but i'm also joined by Derek and tevin from the weekly polls how are you guys doing yo 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 what's up we let Derek go first here at the weekly polls uh save the best <laughs> for second <laughs> yeah how, how are y'all doing it's good, good man i'm excited yeah just post radium black a little bit shook oh yeah yeah, dude. The post comic book day hangover. Wild read. <laughs> yeah, and you know the interesting thing is last issue was so crazy. We were just talking about like how we got all these characters and the world was just getting so much bigger. And then it was kind of weird to go from that to you know focusing on the origin of Radiant Red all of a sudden. Yeah, and it makes me wonder: Are they going to do that for for Yellow and Pink as well? Are we going to get? a few issues of, of their backstory, or are we just focusing on Red? Yes, dude, because I need to see the old guy. Was he the yellow one? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I need to see this old-ass boomer. Like, I just, I envision him working at, like, a gas station selling cigarettes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he, he pulled out a pack of camels, and there it was. Yeah, there it was. <laughs> he found the black hole. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm definitely wondering, you know, what where are they going to go from here? Because it's just open. Yeah, and the interesting thing is that it looks like we're getting covers of space and stuff. Yeah. So it'd be it'd be weird to have a cover for space and then we start talking about that that old dude and his camels. <laughs> have you, <laughs> have you guys seen jump, but... the the new solicitations came out? Have you seen the cover for issue 9? Yeah, it looks yeah. fantastic. Dude, kind yeah, cuz it's like Mar- it's Marshall walking with Nathan and like yeah. I think my prediction is going to come true. The the Firestorm voice kind of thing? Yeah, I think, like, Marshall or Nathan is going to be, like, the little angel on Marshall's shoulder telling him, like, what to do because he's in a coma. But I feel like they're going to be connected mentally through the suit. Yeah, I feel like that's a safe bet. And I I think that's really cool. He's going to be that grounder for him, too. You know, really guide him morally because... You know, I don't know where this guy's at morally because he's he's done some rough stuff, and then he's gonna he's gonna have that journey to being, you know, who he has to be, and I think that's gonna be part of it. Yeah, I think he can be to um, to he, uh, Nathan can be to Marshall what Satomi what Owen is to Satomi, where she can kind of like balance 
Owen, because Owen without Satomi, who knows? He'd be living on the streets. Like, who knows? So, I mean, absolutely. I think Owen would probably be dead. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if he'd make it to the street. <laughs> he's going to find a horse in his bed, dude. A horse's yeah. head. <laughs> he's, he's trending that way for sure. So, luckily, he's got Satomi. But, yeah, let's dive into this issue. I thought this was, like, a really cool kind of, like, intimate issue where we really learned about Satomi and her family and, like, why she went down the path that we saw her at the end of the first issue. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I love I love the idea of this issue because initially we see her as just a bad guy. And this gives you that that twist on her to see her as like maybe she's not all that bad. She's just out here trying to make it. Yeah, she's she's, she's got a, a good she's got a genuine husband, person, bro, or should be husband, fiance. I think they're they're engaged. Yeah, their finances. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like a few weeks ago, we were talking about how Rainy Red went from just being all like buff to having boobs. And then we're talking from that, to, you know, having just like a whole origin story. Do you guys remember like that conversation? <laughs> like we don't remember seeing boobs in like issue four and then in yes. issue five at the end, it just suddenly appears. I yeah, literally yeah. went back through issues like all four of the issues to look at Radiant Red. Like, where are the tits? Derek's mind was blown. He's texting me as he was doing this. He was like, this, they, they tricked us. And I was like, buddy, I don't, you're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. There's I didn't no go back and reread tits. these issues. And he, he dives in and he just, he, he was, he was blowing me up after he was reading those back issues. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad they explained that here. So, you know, interesting, we get Higgins and uh, Chaz Chen co-writing this issue. And for the first time, or I guess the second time, we uh, we have a new artistic team. We got Darko La Fuente with Mikel Muerto uh, doing art and colors. And it's interesting because I feel like personally, and you know, I'm saying this as someone who enjoyed the art uh, on this issue, but I feel like it's it's going to really make us appreciate Costa's artwork again once we get him back because we haven't seen him really like for a while, not like not uh, including the last four pages of issue five. So it's interesting. Yeah, I agree. I feel like like the issue, this issue, the art style fit perfect for the tone because I feel like yeah. Marcelo, he's just like so over the top. Like we look at issues one through four and it's just like in your face like this is amazing. And then this issue six felt like, you know, dropping it down in the second gear instead of sixth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like we start with the first few pages and it just looks super wholesome. You know, there's so much color and life in the pages and we see that Tommy's just having dinner with the family, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then they start reminiscing about their life and uh, they start talking about being engaged and trying to plan for a wedding. And it's just that tone. The art just fits that tone. It just felt slow and, and right, honestly, for yeah. that for that yeah, scenario. It's just uh, it's not just a new artist on it. We have Cherish Chen co-writing the issue too, which has a different kind of style to it, which I, I enjoyed. Absolutely. It's weird because you're kind of expecting this dark origin, and you know you look at the cover and it looks so serious. Every issue we've gotten so far, Radio Red's like such an edge lord, you know, showing up, talking shit, beating, you know, Nathan <laughs> up, beating Marshall up, just like straight yes. up edge lord. And then here we look at it, it's like this sweet, you know, gentle woman who seems to be like super caring and seems to radiate positivity. It's such a like yeah. departure tone from the other issues. So yeah, I agree. It it really sets it up well. It is. It is a twist. Now that you mention it, you know, looking at the cover, it does it might be she's hiding her her um, blacks that she doesn't have behind the suit. So she's acting tougher because she has the suit. 
Yeah, and and I, so. I, yeah, totally. And I feel like we'll get we'll go into that more later. You know, there's those scenes where she looks into like the window of the car, and she's not wearing the helmet, but then she sees the helmet. It's kind of like there's two different people kind of later on. It yeah, it, like, it, it was very much uh, original Raimi Spider-Man Green Goblin vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see William Defoe, and I just come out of a mirror or something. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, we see that we get a, a sense of their relationship, not only her and uh, her fiance Owen, but her and her family. And, you know, it's it's like it's all it's all cheerful. It's completely different than what you're used to. It's almost like the, the, the fake setup with, you know, Nathan and his family when his family, like his mom's all excited and his dad's like extra raisins for you, son. And here, you know, they're just <laughs> like, you know, we knew we knew you were going to get engaged to Owen, but, you know. And then they just keep talking about that. So uh, that's interesting to see. Yeah. And it takes me back to whenever he mentions that he hurt, um, he hurt Nate or she hurt Nathan in the fight and the building collapsed. And then she's like crying behind the suit. Like it really shows her humanity here. And we see that in this issue that she is just a genuinely good person in a rough situation. I want to see what yeah. she's capable of, dude. Yeah, I th- like she got caught up in Owen's baggage, you know what I mean? And then like, and I feel like her crying at that moment is kind of symbolic of her getting into a position where she doesn't really want to do things she has to do. Kind of right. like the bank, well, right? Like she doesn't want to steal the money. It's like it's like Breaking Bad, right? You, you're like, all right, just this one thing and then my family is going to be set up. But then it spirals into more and you just, you're just like, all right, just deal with the bank and we're done. And then you have another radiant flying at you're like, just get out of here. It's like a fly. It's like, get out of here. I just need to get... I need to fix my issues. And then she accidentally kills him a few issues later. So it's it's such a mess. And you feel so bad for Satomi because none of this is really like direct. I mean, she's involved, but she didn't intend for any of this to happen. Right. No, like, like, she it's seems a snowball yeah. effect for. Yeah, yeah. Like she's talking about like, look, like they're telling her, you seem tired, honey. And she says it's been a lot lately. The wedding end of the year stuff with the kids finishing the grad school application applications. I'm just a little burnt out. So it seems like she's pretty young, too. Yeah. Oh, and I definitely did fix my audio. Uh, I'm pr- it's pretty embarrassing, but it turns out when you plug in an Xbox controller instead of a, your mic into the laptop, it might make things really <laughs> fucking difficult. So, <laughs> so no, <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I think we're good. So if there was echoing at the beginning, guys, it should be good now. But yeah, so yeah, uh, <laughs> Red, I found this issue really paralleled a lot of Nathan's uh, first, his, his origins, right? Because we even get to see like the the balance of zero and, and the bank account, that depressing look. Granted, this one was not even her fault, really. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed how it paralleled Nathan's story. It was so, yeah. it was like predictable at that moment because it was just like, you know, that motherfucker has emptied that bank account. Like, you no. know, he did it. That's why he did not oh, yeah. want her to do it. Yeah. The second he said, don't look at that account. I was, you, you're not. It's, it's, over. Over. it's already gone. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. And it, it's interesting. It's so realistic. You know, in the house, you have these scenes where there's like a lot of white background, a lot of like colorfulness. But immediately when they get into the car, it's suddenly like a darker background. You see more stress lines in Owen's face. You see her like eyebrows kind of go into like a stressful you know, pose. And it, you can tell that immediately once they leave the house, it's tense because it's kind of seems like they're pretending in there. You know what I mean? They're putting on this like facade. Yep. Oh, yeah, honestly. And playing that happy-go-lucky front, absolutely. And I love they, how uh, they reached out and then they held hands. Yep. <laughs> but before yeah. that, I like how they go, thanks for signing my name on the Christmas card. I didn't get around to it. So it shows that Owen is writing her signature, and he knows how to replicate her signature Ooh. for the bank thing later. So yeah. I thought that's oh, look nice. Look at you Ooh. picking out the foreshadowing. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, that's good. Active. 
Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. <laughs> Owen's like just the whole setup. And, you know, one thing uh, I noticed is that she seems to be the kind of person who, like, I don't know, at least the vibes I'm getting from her and her family, she's like the kind of person that pulls people in together. So maybe this is kind of set up for that kind of redemption arc later on with the team. Who knows, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because, I mean, I hope they become like some kind of team, right? Yeah. Uh, people are already shipping, like, her and Marshall. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, better than I, I Owen, mean, I'll say that much. Yeah, you know? I was going to say, Marshall kind of mimics Owen a little bit with just that, you know, that, that bad attitude that they both have. But, I mean, Marshall's a better, well-rounded guy, you know. I assume that Owen has the, a gambling problem is what I assume it is, but I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I picked right, up like, who, from who are you gonna? Who do you want to marry? The fucking gambling addict or the dude that works at your local blockbuster that's right <laughs> and also i mean you up with vhs tapes he's got the school of business she's a teacher i mean this couple could really work yeah right that's what i'm saying like here's your nat geo vhs honey see you at home <laughs> um another bit of foreshadowing is when uh, satomi's talking to her mom uh she's there she's talking about her being a teacher and satomi's mom says and satomi never gives up on the ones who need her the most which is i mean with owen she hasn't given up on him yet yeah. i wonder yeah. if we'll see that i wonder if yeah. like we are like you said like gonna get like a breaking bad where it's like is she gonna keep making bad decisions that's gonna lead to more like is she gonna be willing to like leave owen and just like say fuck it like i don't know i think satomi's capable of more than what they're showing us yeah, yeah owen could yeah. be a wake-up call too uh, not owen but nathan's death could be a wake-up call because like that's death it's like okay this is serious so i keep messing around i, I got this yeah. guy killed right yeah mm-hmm. but yeah we see that uh, you know she sees once they get back home she sees that Owen's still doing shady shit because there's some dude waiting outside and, you know, they're talking to each other uh, and she's inside. She's just watching them kind of suspicious. And once she comes back in, she immediately like it's not only tense, but there isn't like any conversation. She immediately starts accusing him. She's like, when did you start again? So you could tell that there's a real problem with Owen. Like this is, this is like a history. Yeah, and this wasn't the Absolutely. first time some dude showed up on their porch. Yeah, throw it back to the Breaking Bad reference. You know, he's not the one who knocks. Wow, you know, Walter White is. So I really don't see <laughs> I don't see Oliver doing much. You know, he's he just seems like he's afraid of people and doesn't want to confront stuff. He wants to to keep pushing it under the rug. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and then until the problem gets too big to ignore. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and a shout out to uh, Darko La Fuente, the artist, because you know on Twitter he said that it was his idea to in this panel be reading Nice House on the Lake, which I always love. You know, we 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 as comic book fans, I'm sure we all love when uh, creators do this little you know poking fun at each other kind of thing. I personally love it, so <laughs> I thought that oh, was yeah. really cool. Hey, I totally love seeing need. them all being homies. Yeah, we need yeah. camaraderie in the, in the it's, comic world. It's like we're all homies, and then like all the comic creators are homies, and then like someday we're all gonna be homies, big homies. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I like that because like that's exactly, the thing that exactly. seems to be the case with uh, Radiant Black. It seems like Kyle has a lot of his friends from other titles come in and do like artwork or coloring. Like for example, you look at Ordinary Gods and you see that Michael Basuto is the editor and designer of Radiant Black and Ordinary Gods. And when I think about it, what, what I've seen from Michael personally, like I, I don't work with Michael, of course, but what I've seen from him and his work on Radiant Black, I think he does an amazing job. So if I'm Kyle, I'd be thinking like, why wouldn't I want to work with you know Michael on another thing when you have such a good working relationship? 
That's right. Exactly. Absolutely. Shout out Felipe Watanabe on fucking Ordinary Gods, too. Oh, yeah. And we're going to talk about that later. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about Ordinary Gods there because we have to, right? That that was insane. Like, that Ordinary what Gods was insane. Fuck? Yeah. You, you read issue two, right? Like, we, we we got the first two issues. And, like, dude, yeah, issue bro. two is even more crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've held <laughs> off on two. Crazy, but yeah. I've, I've held off on two. But I'm a man of the people. I'm going to wait till it drops. Yeah. I know, like, I low-key hate myself for reading it early, because now it's like, fuck, yeah, I can't wait for it, but it's like, shit, I already know. You're waiting, yeah. like, two months for issue three now. That's, that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, like, I pretty much shot myself yeah. in the foot. But, like, it was totally worth it. And when I had, like, when I got issue one and I'm reading the physical, when I got to the end, I was like, wait, there was more! And I was like, oh, fuck, I read two issues. Yeah. yeah. And, man, it, it was, in, like, it was insane. It just starts out like it's a John Wick's, like, movie. Like, straight up, like, it's insane. Like, it just yeah. picks up running you know oh yeah and it's like my favorite panel really cool like too. the asian dude when he got his brains blown out like <laughs> yes yeah, i live for that his eyeballs just like floating off the fucking that was space I, yeah oh my god we're, we're, we're gonna get into that later because i really want to get into it <laughs> oh he, he does too spoilers <laughs> so no one, there's john wick stuff in it yeah oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about everything yeah so <laughs> so yeah we see that uh in this, you know, the panel where she's reading Nice House on the Lake, she's kind of radiating. It's almost like foreshadowing she's radiating right already. And because she doesn't have the power at this point, but it's like she's she's so fucking pissed. You know, she's almost like glowing. And he's just like justifying himself. A few months ago, it was a card game. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever, dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your card game is why we're broke. I don't care if it's Magic the Gathering or poker. We're screwed right now, man. Like, God. <laughs> so, yeah. Quit making excuses and quit spending all of our money. That's right. <laughs> And teachers, yeah. you know, infamously, they're not paid as much as they should be, right? So she's, it's hard enough without this, without your money getting funneled off for stupid card games. It's brutal. That's right. right. She she's out here buying crayons and shit, and he's out here betting the house. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Put yeah, it all on red is what he's saying. She's trying to buy red. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, he's just, you know, he. Uh, I'll keep going. I, I, when we get to the part, I'll say, because I don't want to, like, spoil it. But yeah, you know, he's just trying to justify himself. And then Satomi is just smart. You know, she doesn't take no shit. She's just like, why was this guy in the driveway if you're not doing this? You know, and he's just like, oh, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, man. This yeah, could totally right. lead, like, maybe Satomi could totally be, like, since she's, like, already that they've set the tone that she can, like, pick things up like that with Owen, maybe she can be, like, a super red, like, detective. Oh, yeah, yeah man, she's, she's smart as fuck. Like, that scene in issue, like, three or four, I think it's four, where she shows up to the bar and straight up tells Nathan, I know who you are and everything. I'm like, that was impressive, man. <laughs> like, straight up. Like, she yeah. showed up and just told him everything. I know who you are. I know where you live. I know where you work. Don't fuck with me. And I was just like, <laughs> damn. Like, that's a statement right there. Like, what, what is he going to do? You know? Because she wants it to be over. She doesn't want this escalate. It's like, leave me alone. Right. I'm just getting money. I want some good. I'm going back to my normal life. Right. It's almost kind of like in like uh like Spider-Man Homecoming when a uh, vulture's like leave me yeah. alone and Peter's yeah. like no you're bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll just date your daughter as my uh, yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's like it's so much worse when you're like dating his daughter. He's just like sitting in the back. You know what I mean? It's like this little shit is like with my daughter anyway. You know what I mean? Like of course it's like he gets the double whammy there. But yeah, we see that uh, you know she's she's asking him how bad is this, and I, and I like that. I like that Satomi doesn't fuck around. She goes like straight to the point. She's just like you know she deals with things so you know here she is trying to handle the situation and she asks him all the logical questions like what if you can't handle this what happens you know to the house blah blah and she's like the bank is uh, sorry owen tells her that the bank is here to collect and this is so this is like the first 
huge red flag. I mean, beyond the actual addiction, because like, you know, addiction is obviously like it's also sickness, right? Some people, they can't control it. So like in that case, I'm not going to wholeheartedly blame Owen. But this is where I get, I get to really be like, no, you're a slimy piece of shit. And he's just like, maybe your parents like, bro, like, what the fuck, man? No. Yeah. Yeah, he he was like ready to take their four hundred one k's, their their Roth IRAs. Like this man yeah. is ready. Like they just fed you. You still have their food in your belly. Their wholesome meal of the first age. Look at all that food they made you. And then he's just telling him, maybe your parent. Like come on, man. Yeah. Like all this uh, man can think about is the fucking craps table. That's, he only yeah, needs to do. Right. Ship him off to Nathan's parents' house and have him eat oatmeal every day. That's oh, what I yes, that's right. I Mr. Burnett sort him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Earn those. Get a real job. That's, yeah. that's Drive it. around. Yep. Driver app yeah. or whatever it is. But yeah, no. So Satomi actually responds like very well to that question. She's saying they're about to retire. We can't ask them for that. You know, like we. She's like, and this is where you really even more get a sense of her character. Like she's such a like an amazing human being that she just genuinely wants to help people. She's just like, we can use my grad school money. Like literally putting aside her entire future for the person she loves, which is like a huge gesture, like the biggest gesture possible in this moment. And I, I'm I'm glad Owen doesn't take advantage of that in the moment. Like I, I guess like he lies to her, but. Right. He tells her that he's not going to, even though he does. So really, he's a piece of shit. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he looks like Mr. Potato Head here. His face is just completely like plain in this panel, like straight yes. up. He looks like a mannequin, dude. So uh, <laughs> yeah. And now both members of this relationship have to redeem themselves in the eyes of the reader, though. Like Owen can really only go up from here. I don't want to see even go lower. And Satomi, you know, we know she's great, but she still really does it to make up for like Nathan's death and taking down that building and stuff like that. And we know she is a good person and didn't mean to. So there is still a lot of redemption for both of these characters. Yo, leaves up for Owen. Is, Owen became a radiant. Fuck that, man. What? What, no, if, what, if, what if he's glitch guy? <laughs> yeah, what if he's a dude at the end of Whoa. issue five with the fucking sword? He's and he's addicted to, to all the debts. Yeah, he's addicted to. He wants to play with the ultimate dice, the radius. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Man wants to jiggle yeah. some black holes. Yeah. I mean, any, anything's possible in this series. Like you never know. I know. I know. It, you know, it might set her up really to be the leader of this crew because you know, as I'm reading these, I'm really trying to figure out who's gonna be. The main protagonist, and it's probably just gonna be the whole squad. But what, you know. what if she like eats him? Man, I, I did you, you guys, like, I do no, seriously. I've been reading, uh, I read Star Wars Job of the Hut, The War of the Bounty Hunters, the tie in, and like, spoiler, there's this new character, like Deva LaPomp or some shit, she's some assassin, and she literally, like, the, the, the Jabba hires her for a bounty, and she's like, she makes a joke about how, like, she eats all her ex-boyfriends because, like, he tells her that the bounty is one of her exes. So she gets there and she, like, she, you know, she pretends to rescue the ex. And at one point, she's just like, where, where did this person go? You know, getting some info. And he's like, here. And then she so fucking eats him. She eats him. She literally eats her boyfriend. And I was oh like, this is some really layered, this is some really layered shit here. Because, like, what, what's this, like, what's the author trying to say with this? Because it's, I was like. Did she ask weird. him, do you want to come over for dinner? And then he <laughs> no, the dinner? she just fucking eats him. She literally Jeez. just, like devours him on the spot and i'm like what the fuck and then she takes the head back and she's like i couldn't eat the head it was too horny i was like oh, oh so not a praying man not a praying <laughs> yeah. man yeah i was gonna yeah. say that's some real praying man and shit yeah. i think that's where they, they start with the head though so you know they're, they're really switching it up on so what if satomi straight up <laughs> yeah. eats owen just like devours <laughs> i'm in what do you I'm think 
I hope, like, she think, just transforms uh, into the big-ass fucking robot and just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just straight up, like, <laughs> dissolves him into her skin or some shit. No, where, where is... I don't even know, dude. She has some freakish powers. Like, man, when when Nathan... Or, sorry, when Marshall punches her and she just starts, like, absorbing his skin, kind of like anti-venom with venom, like, I was just like, shit. Like, that yes. just looks like... That looks insane. You know? Oh, yeah. Dude, when she emerged what are the limits? from fucking like, the, the lake from under the ice and that giant yeah. fucking robot, I fucking hollered. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, Hulk, Hulk Buster style. Yeah. Yes. I said, what in the ass? <laughs> so, uh, so have you guys seen one? the third print? The variant? With the Hulk Buster? I have, I have uh, not. Let the Conquest uh, homage? Yeah. No, no the Hulk Buster one. Oh, the, oh, the new one, the new one, the new yeah, one, yeah, that new one, one. The, red, the radiant red one, yeah, it's a badass yeah. I'm gonna look so wait, now. I've kind of got a, I kind of got a theory here. Like maybe if she can change matter and stuff like that and make the Hulkbuster armor, maybe if they make the mech, it'll just be red all over with different colors popping through. If they all like unite as a team. You yeah, I still, I still cool. think, I still think, kind of like Power Rangers, they can all combine yeah. powers. I'm convinced they can say do that. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. Power Ranger idea. Yeah, Nate, so, like, wait, who Mar- was, Marshall gets cape mode. Huh? Who was the leader of the Power Rangers? You know, I, I never really watched it very much. Was it the red one? That was the leader of the Power I'm Rangers? Sure it's red. I, I think so, yeah. I, I don't remember because I was like, at least three. regular. <laughs> Dude, it was totally the red. I'm not a big Power Rangers guy, but I can vouch. Totally red. So maybe that really, yeah. like, if, if they're following that, that kind of idea, then maybe she will be the leader just based off of that. I mean,. Just my thought on it. That's what I was thinking whenever I remembered some of the Power Ranger influences there. And if True. if we do get A.R. Marshall, maybe that'll help with the path of forgiveness. If Nathan's like, well, I mean, she didn't know. She's a good person. You can clearly tell. And at least part of me is still here. So it kind of lessens the blow of losing your best friend. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just I'm loathing the moment if and when Nathan dies completely. True. Like, well, well, if, what if Marshall, like, you know how he says, I want to, like, remember when Nathan asked him, like, what would you do with the power? And he's like, I thought about, like, stealing money or something like that. Like, he's like, that's probably one of the first things I do. What if he says that to kind of foreshadow him being able to relate to Satomi later on because she actually did steal money? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I honestly hope I that can we see get that. that dynamic between them. Yeah. 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 They like hate Marshall each other's guts right now. Yeah. I, ho- I don't even want them to be, like, romantic. I just want them to be homies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, like, polar opposites, right? Where she's, like, the good person that did bad things. He's the guy who has kind of shadier intentions but hasn't done that yet. Right. But he was always uplifting to Nathan, though. He was always encouraging him. Yeah. Marshall's that asshole in school that sat in the back and made fart noises in his arm. <laughs> But was really, really good support to, you know, to his homies, his, his close homie. Yeah. Can, yeah can totally. we, can I just take a moment? Can we just, like, love the cape? Oh, like, of course. Like, yeah. cape mode? Dude, cape oh, yeah. mode, bro. What the oh, fuck? Yeah. Dude, cape mode's, like, one of the best things about this. Like, it's just straight up, Radiant Black turns into, like, Doctor Strange halfway through. You know? Yes! <laughs> like, it's the best thing ever. Like, I love like, it. I and it glows. Like, the inside them. glows. Like, that's yes. the, that's what makes it, like, double the awesomeness. Which, like, I always forget. The inside literally glows. Like, I never expected this character to have a fucking cape. And then it was like, here it is. Yes, give me more. And it wouldn't get in the way if it's part of the suit, either. Right. What do we like? We we know like they have those are like their supers or whatever. But what do we like radiant yellow and pink do? Right? Because we know like we kind of have an idea of what their powers are. But I wonder what their like super mode can do. 
Well, if I we're gonna seen for- anything if- from yellow, but pink teleports. What does yellow do? Have we seen anything? There's something yellow? with the light spectrum. That's what he says. Oh. If we're gonna oh. foreshadow based off of what I said about radiant yellow selling cigarettes, I bet he can sell cigarettes to miners. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he can just make e-cigarettes out of his hands. He can just yeah, he's like, he does what? <laughs> regular or vape? He's he's out here. His superpower is uh, jewels. <laughs> what if his suit is just one big jewel? <laughs> and then the kids can numbers. take hits off of him. Uh, yeah. and, he, and he throws out uh, keystone lights everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, yeah, we, so, come back, we come back to uh, Tatomi at home. She's sleeping. But, uh, sorry, she's not sleeping. Owen's asleep, obviously. He's fully asleep, knowing he's going to steal the money the next day. Man's resting. No problem. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Satomi's there, just, you know, struggling. And you can tell she can't go to bed. She's staying up all night. And we see that she goes to her office. She's just trying to find any answers, but she doesn't. She has no idea what she's really looking for. And then she goes outside, and this is one of my favorite pages of the whole uh, issue. It's beautiful artwork. The colors are spectacular. We see like uh, it, you know something in the sky and i'm assuming it's the radiant black power in the first panel and then in the next panel we see three other colors they all just collide and i'm sure people because we've already had people on on the, the discord like extensively discussing what they think this is like people are t- all over the place with what they think this is i have no idea but all i'm going to hmm. say is that it's interesting to see that you know, first thing I said to Matt after reading this issue was it's interesting to see that it's the blue or the radium because we know that the radium black glows blue. So it's interesting to see radium black collision is what leads to the other ones separating. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I get what you're saying. And if you look at the trajectory of red, like it looks like it's literally just going towards Satomi. Like it looks it takes a big dive down towards her. Like it, it's not like it's charting like a natural path. Right. There's there's intention there. <clears throat> yeah. And hers, it's like the closest we've seen the radiance, like the the uh, the radiant red, like the radiant black radiant. We it was like far away, like they could see it. It was near Nathan, but they had to go out and walk to find it. This one comes colliding right with her. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because it, it seems like it, it makes you think, like, was it the black that also helped that because it collided with? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's all weird. Like the whole scene is weird. Like it's the alpha radiant that telling them what to do or something like that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's three of them and then they collide into just the one and then they all go off in different directions. So what the hell is that? Is this existence or is it just fate? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wonder if they That's even the have thing, like their own robot, their own mecha or whatever. Oh, yeah. Or just one telling them all what to do. It's interesting. Yeah, because like like – we know, we've only seen the radiant black uh, mecha robot, whatever we're gonna call it. We've only seen the robot for radiant black, but who know how? How do we know that she doesn't have a robot that she talks to in existence or whatever? Right. Or yeah. yeah, that's a really good point too. I'm curious, like what she's talking to with, you know what I mean? I guess yeah. Yeah, within the suit, like how Nathan and Marshall have been. Are they hive minds or just individual? That's right. And the, and the sync process would take them? longer. Are all yeah. of these radiant alien things homies? Like, and do are they, they communicating the with each other to yeah. get the humans to do what the fuck they need to do? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And do they true. do they retain the memories of like past people who have worn the suit? Like, we, this is stuff that I don't have the answer to yet. That I'm just I'm interested in. I oh shit! Know. Ordinary gods crossover with radiant black already? 
Holy <laughs> fuck! <laughs> it's just like radiant mm-hmm. ordinary gods, you know? That was him flying towards Satomi. Radiant <laughs> yellow could be an older Chris <laughs> that's been through all this shit. You never know. You don't know. Well, damn. Um, yeah, on the previous page, I didn't want to mention this. They show um, it shows Owen's business. It says Owen Fujimoto. That's where she went to go and do some research. So this is Owen Fujimoto Co. Limited. So I don't know if he works construction or not. I don't want to. I don't know what his day job is. Yeah. It, yeah. I thought to me, just from what they did give us, it looks like construction. Right. But I don't know. I guess it kind of goes hand in hand. I feel like. If your fiance works in construction, he probably has a gambling problem. <laughs> you never know. Well, like, he was talking it almost about, is gambling, though, because it's seasonal work. You're gambling that you're going to work a lot really well and have good contracts in the summer, and then things fall off in the winter, so you never know. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. He said that they he was filling an order for uh, – what was he filling an order for? It was like 5000 something that he was fill, filling an order for. So yeah, Yeah, I remember you saying that. Is that is that construction work? I don't remember. It's off the top. Yeah. And do you guys think that's legit? It could just be him trying to convince Satomi, no, things are fine. I got a big contract coming through, but there could be no contract. He could just be trying. Yeah, to that's a very good forward. point. Exactly. That could definitely being a, a addict lie. Yep. Yeah, he's been lying like crazy. That wouldn't be too far fetched. And what if very he's deeper point. into this and this construction is just a front? Yeah, well, yeah plot twist. And he's laundering. No construction company. He just yeah. has this trailer somewhere. <laughs> he says five thousand square feet for those condos in Pilsen. That's what he said. Ah, so, so there's condos <laughs> So I'd say construction, yeah. But again, it could just what be I'm worried about. for his uh, his underground gambling and stuff. True. True. No, that's a good point. What I'm worried about is uh, Satomi's parents going the way of the Flying Graysons if he gets too in, in touch with the mob there. That wouldn't be good. That's right. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Too much, too much at stake. But yeah, we get these awesome pages when she finally gets the power. Gorgeous. I think the coloring is that obviously the artwork and coloring is exceptional, but really shines on these pages. We see that uh, it's it's interesting because I'm willing to bet maybe there is a being because right as in the middle of that page where she's equipping the uh, radiant red for the first time, you see like the text pop up in the middle of the screen. So I'm assuming that's the sync process completing. Right. Or beginning, correct? Because it does take a long time the first time it sees a human, and we assume that all four of those, the yellow, pink, and uh, and blue and red radiants haven't seen a human yet, presumably. Yeah, and then she gets an insight into her powers for the first time, where her boot just, like, metamorphosizes for a second. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she, there's a lot of, like, reflection in this, like, literal reflection in this, uh, in this comic, this issue specifically, where she looks at her, like her, you know, her reflection in the water or in the window or whatever. So that's interesting. I think, I think there's a lot of like, you know, this sense of identity shift, I guess, in this issue. Good call. I, I agree with you. Yeah. It's, it's following her. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. She keeps like, you know, even when she's looking at the, uh, she's driving to the bank, she's looking through the rear. Mirror, she like sees her own reflection in her eyes and then there's this one really cool panel where it's like half her eye and half the radiant eye kind of like yep marshall in that last yeah that's really my favorite like in the issue yeah and it's just she starts talking to herself and uh, this is the point where i'm wondering if she's talking to herself as in like her subconscious or her she's talking to the radiant being because absolutely it, it exactly. could be either one <laughs> yeah <clears throat> same way yeah, that's what i now, thought i was wondering you know 
to say. I, she's probably talking. If I'm going to be frank, I think she's talking to the radiant, figuring this stuff out. Yeah, yeah. Because she's inquisitive and she she dives deep into this. Yeah, now she uh, she was been talking to herself before the radiant hit, and now she actually has someone you know a spirit living inside of her that she is talking to, whether she knows it or not. So either way, she's talking to the radiant if, if she's aware of it or not. But yeah. God, I wish I had somebody um, in my head to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I mean, Nathan's uh, Nathan could be living in Owens and uh, Marshall said pretty soon, too. So there could be a lot of that going on. Yes, I, I really hope we get that. I hope Marshall gets to at least even if it's just one. He'll be issue. the Obi-Wan. Yeah. I, yeah, that's what I want yeah. Nathan to be Obi-Wan. But if he, even if it's just one issue and Marshall gets to say goodbye and cry a little bit, like you might not see me for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, the next panel we get, you know. Satomi's inevitable visit to the bank and you could tell that in her in her line of argument and her you know in her words to the uh, bank employee uh, you could tell she's thought this through and that you know she's very I like that MK are red and blue and those are the two colors that co- have a conflict over the bank and like robbing there with the radium uh, radium black and red yeah okay that's a good point so yeah you know you see this guy he's like sure yeah only like that can you say they're getting you like legged up quite a bit? Yeah. I was saying he says like her yeah. her cause is admirable and but you know her her husband's financial history is the cause of concern and she says she says like you know why does that matter because it's my account you know I'm not talking about his account and then she's like oh this account and then he's like the most annoying smile on his face like I would have smacked him just for that but he shows her that yeah. is that her account has been cleaned you know it's been cleaned empty. And this is like obviously a shock moment for her, but it's also pretty cool Russian. because we discover <laughs> we discover that uh, her last name is Sone or Sone. Yeah, they say that earlier uh, when uh, when Lloyd's coming over to talk to Owen, she says, "Sorry, Miss Sone, uh, but uh, I have to talk to your, uh, have to talk to Owen." But yeah, that's where it's like it, it's reiterated here while the smiling douchebag is like telling this woman that her, her, she screwed basically, like, "Oh, this guy's the worst." I hated that bank teller. The second I saw his face, I was like, I, I'm just going to skip through this because I don't like him. He, he is just, I hated his face. I really did. Yeah, he does have that <laughs> face. You know, he has awesome. a very, very punchable face. True. And, uh, yeah, we get this gorgeous <laughs> panel. You know, she tells me in shock, and she looks at that signature, and it's just like, you can almost feel the music, like, elevate in this, in this moment because it's gone from, like, oh, shit, to, like, shit's going down. Like, it's it's yeah. happening. And, uh, you know, we go, we cut to the next panel and they're going back home. He walks in all like, hey, honey. And she's just like, where's the money? Owen? And I, I like that about Satomi. She just really doesn't fuck around. It's always straight to the point. Yes. And, you know, she starts yelling at him. Bash, your audio is like weird. It's, yeah. it's just saying that for an edit. It sounds kind of laggy or like disconnected or like it's muffled a bit. Yeah. Is it it kind of sounds like you're like stepping back from the mic. And like you're the further you step back, the quieter you get. I'm not sure. Uh, it might be on the. Oh, it's on the wrong mic. Is it better now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah it was on. The, it was on the wrong mic. Okay. Uh. Yeah. She just says that you know, like she just starts yelling at him, telling him that she he needs to tell her the whole truth. And this is where it's like really gross because the second red flag. He tries to justify it again by saying it never seemed like she was gonna go to grad school, so he thought he could use it and then fill it real quick. And then he says. Uh, it's he says that even though he took her money, it's not enough. And uh, he says this is where like he becomes like he just 
really becomes gross. And he's just like, you were never supposed to look at this account. I never asked you to fix this. You know, why did you have to get involved? You weren't going to go to grad school. Right. Yeah, he's like deflecting. Making her the bad guy. Yeah, it's super like weak. He's gaslighting her right now. That's super what fucking gaslight. You could have yeah. lit a match and the whole book would have burned up. It's yeah. true. You couldn't have yellow cell cigarettes there. They'd be screwed. But, yes. Um, really shows his scumbag. like uh, in that panel. Yeah, on that page where she's yelling and says, "Is that uh, is that uh, why you told me uh, you didn't want to use it before?" She kind of looks like uh, I think Emily, like the main character from Strange Academy. She looks like just like her. At least the teeth are similar, where there's like no lines in between that kind of stuff. Just kind of looks oh, yeah. like. Yeah. But yeah, no, this was brutal. This is where Owen, like, it's like, okay, maybe this guy's just got addiction. This is where he's like a total asshole. It's like we know he took yeah. the money, and now he's like, you weren't even going to use this money that I stole from you. <laughs> And he's yeah. not just gaslighting her. He's like, he, she's, you know, she tells him that she wanted to help. And he was like, you, you don't have any idea how any of these things work. You know, you're just a yeah. teacher. You've never dealt with anything serious. You should have let me handle it. Do you know how embarrassing this is? And he, she's like, you ruined this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then she punches the wall and, you know, it, you know, breaks, a, you know, breaks a little bit. And that's where he's like, what the fuck? Because he notices for the first time that she's got superpowers and she just says that, you know, you know, you messed up. You're the reason we're in this situation. I'm going to, you know, she's like, I can't do it anymore. And he, he leaves. But uh, she leaves. Sorry. But, you know, he ends up being a little bitch and then, you know, realizing that he's the one who messed up and he begs her not to give up on him. And she hugs him. And this this is where things get interesting. She hugs him and we assume like. That the situation you know it's diffused but instead she's just like nah i'm gonna go handle this <laughs> again takes charge so a leader I, does I, I just thought of a meme like that face when she's punching the wall it's like when you find out your girlfriend has rage mechanics there or whatever like she looks like she would just wreck them yeah like she literally yeah, yeah, like no, took the uh, form of a kyle for like 10 seconds <laughs> just give that girl a can of monster and a right. backwards hat and she's sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, she drives over to uh, and this this was an important page we talked about this page on twitter a little bit because i i could understand how some people could get confused here but uh yeah she drives somewhere and she looks you know she she parks her car she looks into the window and this is confusing it doesn't you know can't tell if it's the window near her or not but she looks at the window and she sees the reflection of her in the armor back even though she's not in the armor and yep. then she decides to punch the, you know, a hole into the window. I'm assuming here it's because she's frustrated. But in the next panel, we see her at a junkyard and she's juicing up using the engines uh, to as a disguise before she goes into the bank, which is very clever because, you know, we talked about this early in the episode and we talked about this in other episodes. We, we were all confused about how it went from being someone who looked like a man to a woman. So in, in this panel that or in this page, everything is explained. Agreed. Yeah. It's a good disguise. Also, I like how the cycle continues because, like, that window gets punched out. Who knows? That person could be struggling to pay their bills now. Their window's punched out and they're screwed. They can get a radiant drop on them, and then they're coming after after Satomi. That's right. Sato- Satomi is the queen of the domino effect in this series. That's true. <laughs> she yeah. sets everything in motion. She she's the butterfly effect. Yeah. and then you know we get a very almost mirror panel of we look at issue one and the very last panel of issue one of radiant black was radiant red walking out of the bank with two uh in costume with the two bags of money in hand and here we almost get the same exact thing but 
yep. like the you know the after effect where she's already out of costume and it's really cool because we see her you know big big arms and every sorry big hands giant hands and everything holding the bags of money and obviously owen didn't do shit but uh she said you know it's handled now so yep yeah Damn. so now i'm like curious. Very like, i want to know like did she actually like because it hold on i'm losing my train of thought doesn't nathan get the money back from her yep yep yeah that's yep, what we I talked about that yeah because yeah i was saying i was like nathan in issue one uh, sorry in issue three manages to get the money back like when when they fight so how is it that she has the money it's a different bank she's probably paying it off right she was driving to pay someone and then nathan i think it's a different bank i think it has to be she robbed more than one bank no oh yeah that's what i'm thinking too well they had some cuts of like a new segment covering it and then so yeah i would say that he he missed her the first couple of times and she managed to bring home the the cash and now he took a different duffel bag Yep, 100%. And, the, you know, at the end of this issue, we get we go down to the letters page and we see that this this time it wasn't, you know, it was just one letter, but uh, Michael put a lot of effort into answering this letter, which was really cool. Like, you know, reading into, like, what the process of uh, getting an issue ready, basically, for, you know, the next issue or whatever. But we go down, you get part two of the Unleashed, and you go down below that and you see the, uh, or sorry, it's above that, you see the cover for... Radiant Black number seven, and Radiant Black number seven, uh, we noticed that the cover they originally showed us just had Marvel, uh, Marshall, sorry, Marshall on the cover, and it was just white. But we noticed now that they were keeping some things from us because this cover has Marshall and all the other Radiants. Yeah, and I think it's awesome. Yeah. This is like a poster level awesome. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, this needs to be a poster. Will we get the um, four times the uh, Dina Kula awesomeness, really? I'm really excited for that variant next week. I want to see him do a full issue. I think that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Retweet. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I really I – want to see – there's so many people I want to see do, like, Radiant Black, especially, like, at different points because I feel like there's a lot to work with. But just looking at the uh, the covers for issue number nine, like, we, get, we they look incredible. We got this uh, cover B – and, you know, we posted this a few days ago on the Discord. I think you've all seen it. It's it's the one with the, the it's like Radiant uh, Black is rescuing that little girl. And they're almost like inside this blue, like energy ball. And That's the like, one I got ordered, yeah. dude. That yeah. shit dude, is that fucking fire. Yeah. Cover B by Danilo Bayreuth. And yes. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Like, bro, amazing. Like I saw it on Twitter yesterday. And I was like, fuck, I got to wait. Come on, previews. Yeah. Get this shit up. Pre-order <laughs> the fuck out of it. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I, mean, I, 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 it's amazing. Like seriously, I, that's one of the things I think has to be said about this series is that it has some of the most consistent like cover work in comics right now. A lot of, a lot of comics usually just do one cover, but these guys, every single variant has been incredible. Like genuinely yes. top. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to rob banks to pay for all these awesome covers now. Like, there's so <laughs> many good ones, dude. Like Jesus. I'm gonna have to tap into my 401k. Yeah. <laughs> my wife is gonna look at me and say, "How come we can't afford avocado at Chipotle?" And I'm gonna say, "Radiant Black." Radiant you Black. Tell, you tell her you're doing what Nathan did, fall into debt. <laughs> you just following the steps, the Nathan Burnett steps to success. Yes, but, maybe uh, someday I'll find a black hole. <laughs> you as long know. as you don't get crushed by a building, that's the most important thing. I'm going to be on the lookout for that. <laughs> you know, maybe I should quit my job and, and go work at a, a, a video store and then maybe I can get the power back from you. 
I don't want you. Yeah, to you die guys could be like clerks because because they do have that dynamic. <laughs> they do they, they do have like that Dante Randall clerks dynamic. <laughs> dynamic. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. One thing uh, I want to say is uh, Becca Carey's lettering again is really awesome. When Lloyd's talking outside with Owen, it's a little like blurry. Like it's almost yep. like like replicating like what it's like to hear the muffled voice from them outside. Like, yes, that's so I did. Clever. I love that. Yes. That's, yep. So good. So good. Becca oh, Carey's yeah. killing it. Yeah, I, I, honestly, everyone on this comic is killing it, and that's yeah. that's the best part. It's like even when they give us an issue where it's like a you know we have a stand in uh, artists and colorists for one issue before they switch back. These guys are doing top notch job. So okay. yeah, it's not just like a whatever thing. And you know when they give us little teasers with the nice house on the lake, that's always a bonus. But you know overall, Radio Black number six, pretty pretty good. Everyone agree? Very solid issue. Loved it. So it really can. humanizes uh, Stormy. Yeah. And Another issue that really uh, really benefits from reread. Yeah, next one's going to be huge. Like that that's the best part is that you know we've we cuz we've all been like talking about the first three issues were a little bit slow. There wasn't too much action. Then issue 4 and 5 had like a shit ton of action. It was insane. And then issue 6 was a little bit like step, you know, backwards. But I've noticed that they do like, you know, one step backwards and then two steps forward. Like we're going to get the next two issues yes. of just a shit ton of fighting, right? Like we're yeah, going to see the pacing is so forward. good. Yeah, no, you 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 said I don't know, you said a long time ago. I can't remember if it was on Twitter or not, but you said that uh, reading one of these comics, uh, like a Radiant Black, is like an experience, like tripping or like ass. And I'm like, I agree, because it's so smooth. It's like butter. You yes. Know? It's, like, it's like fruit yeah. ninja. It's just like phew, you know. What I mean? You forget you're reading a comic. I'm so glad you remembered and watched my videos. You guys are so cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, you guys man, for yeah. sure. And, uh, do you have? Wait, oh, wait, I gotta ask. Do you do you guys have you guys read while you listen to the Sam Ewing tracks? Yeah, I mean, I, mm. I, I I've done I've done that for the first three, but I haven't done that for the recent ones because they just came out the other three. So like days. I don't know how old y'all are, but like back in the day, there was like this fucking Wild Thornberries movie that came out, and like they the gave you a scratch one? and yeah, I think so, and they gave you like the scratch and sniff card at the movie theater, <laughs> yeah. and it was like no along with the movie at this scene, <laughs> yes, and I'm like fuck. Like, <laughs> Kyle Higgins, dog, give me a fucking scratch and sniff fucking book plate or some shit. Like, I'm dying. They're it's so freaking innovative dust. with this book. I wouldn't put it past them, really. Like, they're actually, like, crazy good at, like, their social media game is crazy with the kind of stuff that you see on social media. And with this, like, it's really cool to see. Uh, you know, I wouldn't put scratch and sniff off the table. Really. Yes. There's so many that's, levels. That's what Michael's to this working on. That, is, is any, that's what Michael's working on. He's in a lab making it. He's so right secretive, eh? He just, to make all those pages like. smell like isn't he? <laughs> if he know, wants like, to know what a black hole smells like he's just gotta go down to his local courthouse and go to the divorce court <laughs> i just want cgc to be like smell uh, scratch and sniff intact 9.8 or whatever like, <laughs> <laughs> I've been sending that shit to the cgc dude <laughs> oh my god oh my god i oh. think radiant red probably smells like cherry coke Oh. <laughs> oh, what does Marshall smell like? Marshall smells like movie Dream. theater butter. Like. Yeah. Blue Dream, straight up. No, but I'm loving this book. There's just the stuff we can discuss. Like, there's just the cool kind of elements that are in this. It's just like the conversations are fun. The jokes you can make, the, the topics, the future. Who knows what we're even gonna get? Like, we still have to see what's going on with Yellow and Pink to really learn about their backstory. That's and right. that's why. That's why next week's gonna be sweet because it's like the Avengers now. Now we have like two heroes that can stand on their own, right? Like we talked yes. about and Red. Maybe getting their own book. Like if Radiant, if Tommy got her own book, that would be pretty sweet. Like Mara mentioned, that she was. Yeah. Yeah. That you would never know. Be, 
that would be like man i i know because i know like one thing that excites me a lot when it comes to that kind of train of thought is that kyle did say that you know this book is meant for invincible fans right and like he read invincible during the you know the the the, uh, The dark ages yeah Yeah, the dark age exactly during the dark ages and that it helped also with you know with with this because you know in some ways whatever but that that makes me excited because when we were reading Invincible, there were a lot of like mini mini series or uh, like one shots like Universe Primer or you know like uh, like Invincible Universe or whatever. Like so, he could totally do that here with the other characters that are in the book, even if he doesn't want to give them like entire series, right? He could yeah, just like a mini series or something. Yeah, do like some look at something's going the children. Like didn't they just announce House of Slaughter? And then yes, that's it's it. available for pre-order, y'all. Exactly. So, and that's not even being written by like Tyna. That's being written by like a completely different uh, writer with different artists. So, that like uh, this this series does have a lot of potential to do that because Kyle could just be like, yo, like here's you know my friend who's another writer, and then he's my other friend who's an artist, and you know here they could do like the Radiant Yellow mini series, which is like three issues or whatever, right? And that's always something good for us to look forward to. Like I here's, swear, like I, like I feel like Invincible is like the drop in the puddle for how big things can get. And I feel like Radiant Black is just going to, like, fucking, like, skyrocket. Like, I hope I can use these comics to, like, pay for my daughter's fucking college later, dude. Like, uh, yeah, in the future. Yeah. I'm I would so be able to let you go. You listen to, like, the music, though? Like, uh, what do you call it? The Sam Ewing tracks? And you, yeah. like, you just listen to the quality, and you're like, dude, if they ever made a movie, like, this would be fucking legit. They already have, like, a tune, and it's score. like, you know, it's like, dun, 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 That fucking tune is, like, a perfect, like, superhero tune. For yes! It's so good. Like, they already have a lot of shit that's very, like, important down. And, like, you listen to the fight song, uh, it's amazing. And I'm just like, I can already feel it, you know what I mean? Like, it already... Yes. It already makes sense. It just it just needs more issues. Like, That's the, the only thing. The fucking Crisis Couture theme song, like it fuck me, class. dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's me yeah. every I'm shower. Crash my car to that <laughs> shit. <Shower. laughs> yeah, no, man. I straight up like he like he has something amazing here, and this is gonna be the branch off before. But before I send this there, I'll say. He has something amazing here, and I swear the only reason we haven't been like seriously talking about like because he's told us right, he's told us on Discord that he's he's getting ready to pitch Radiant Black to studios, you know, and like the, the only catch is that they want to be the people that direct it, and I respect that because it's Absolutely. his baby, it's his baby, like he wants to be the one to bring it to life, and he should be. He's and the only he, one I want to do it. That's oh right. yeah, and he has yeah. he has he's a movie background, right? Like he's a filmmaker background, like that's what he went to school for, so it's like it, it makes sense and. I just want to say that when you when you're like like I said the only thing keeping him from really getting that traction is is just more issues right like once we have like 20 issues and people can get like three three trade paperbacks to dive into you're gonna see and this 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 like we're talking about a series that's selling out every issue right like they just yeah. said the fifth yeah, issue print third print yeah multiple printings yeah. every issue so we're talking like this 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 comic is selling out so once. We have a lot of depth to it. Like there's like three, four, like 20, 25 issues worth for people to really dive into it. You're going to see so many more people start to pick this up. And then to branch off and we talk about the next thing is when you have other works under your, you know, your your list or your resume, like Ordinary Gods, like holy yeah. shit. <laughs> like, like people are just going to want to read your shit because Ordinary Gods is so good. 
That's that's the one that you throw out when you're making a bet with somebody and you're like, well, how about now? And you just slide ordinary gods across the table to them and they're like, <laughs> I'm in. You pick it up and you say, I'm in. I'm riding yeah. along with this. Yeah, yeah Prime it's... could do some damage with an image universe. Like seriously, they yes. make big money. I mean, it's like you have all these amazing like properties and like you think about ordinary gods and you're like, wait a minute, like you're telling me that some of these dudes are like possibly. Like, they have the past lives of, like, tyrants and, like, other historical figures. Like, that's a fucking crazy cool idea. It's One other amazing. thing. What if Bezos comes back with a sequid on his face from space? I mean, who knows what's going to go down, really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bro, oh my God. An, even bigger, an even bigger and more gruesome penis-shaped rocket. I'll tell you that much. That's it. That's it. I'll tell you that much. Oh <laughs> yeah, we're talking about ordinary gods, and you know we'll, we'll do a quick. We'll just talk about issue one. We, we don't have to review the whole thing, but you know overall, just like how did you feel about this ordinary gods? What, what, was it what you were expecting? Was it like even better? What did you think? I feel like there was a dick in my brain, and it was fucking the shit out of it, dude. <laughs> it was oh my gosh, amazing, dude. The, <laughs> look, the whole concept of it, fuck. No, I, I agree. Man, like, Shout it out starts Felipe so Watanabe, much. bro. God, <laughs> man. Yes. It's just the whole thing, the whole build. Like, holy shit. Dude, dude like, I, I, like, I thought we were going to go into a book and, like, learn. Because like, I had no idea. Like, Ordinary Gods about, like, you read the solicit and you're like, okay, maybe they're going to do. It's going to be, like, a slow first issue. We're going to talk about, like, oh, world building and everything. Instead, it's like, nah. Like, it starts the fucking, like, these Yakuza-looking motherfuckers are chasing this other motherfucker down. And there's katanas and guns and multiple people just getting shot at every crazy fucking like, white dude that won't die <laughs> he's, just, he's just fighting them all on his own like what is going on like that table how is it still standing the table like right like that table <laughs> oh that's my the table God. james hetfield was talking about yeah <laughs> i am the table yeah it's under the gungeon really like you got to put up that table and so you don't get wrecked like I, there's so much went down and like i love uh christopher's a cool uh, character his sister's really cool i like i love it when the protagonist loves comics and is hyped for the next issue and shit too like or yes. was it just a book was it actually just like a, a prose novel of, Ugh. No, yeah something like that i really liked the beginning what what's his chris i really liked it when he was in therapy too yeah. Yeah. I really, yeah. I really like those pages. Like, like yes. Yeah. Like I was 22 years old and I lived at home and I fucking hated my life. So like, totally got it, dude. Like I feel for you, Chris, but I'm not a fucking god. <laughs> it's it's really yeah. something when you can make a character so relatable like that, and you show issue, their. Boom. Yeah, you you show like a side of them that you normally don't get from any of these these comic book characters. Like Nathan having a rough rough time. You know that's humanizing him it makes him relatable and did Very the same Peter with this walker ish yeah and it was just amazing and to see it's not that. fixed in one issue either no right it's like an ongoing thing i love it and it like my favorite panel i think like are we allowed to spoil this like at all i mean i mean uh, issue one yeah it's been yeah out fuck for, it because like, it's been out for a while yeah, when, yeah, they, so when spoiler, fucking it. it's going like the panel to panel it's showing them at dinner and then it's showing like the chimps and the fucking chips killing each other, and she stabs the fucking mom in the neck. Like, yeah, I yeah, fucking dude. screamed. Dude, like, dude, oh my too. god, that's your mom! Oh my god, me too. Dude, I freaked the fuck out. I needed to like recover from the issue after that whole like ending because I was like, dude, what the fuck just happened? Like, right. Going full Omni Man on this shit. Like, yes. yeah, for real. <laughs> and then she like just looks at Chris and she's like, it's okay, you'll be back in no time. <laughs> 
<laughs> I got to stab mom in the neck with a fucking dinner fork. Yeah. Where's well, my been, dessert spoon? No, I love it. Yeah, Higgins dialogue, it always hits home. Like he's got a knack for like making really relatable dialogue and stuff. And then I love it when I, whenever he does it. Yes, retweet. <laughs> yeah, like, like even his outburst at the mall when he was taking his sister to get the book she wanted, like that lady comes up to him and it's a very realistic, like, it's like if you see in a situation where like someone comes up at your trust to sell you some bullshit, like that's kind of like a real reaction of someone who's having a shitty day who's just like, you know, fuck this. Like, I'm tired. What? I don't want to hear this crap. You know what like, I mean? It's a life lesson. You don't make eye contact with people at the mall kiosk. <laughs> yeah. you just don't do it or you're gonna end up being a god and your sister's gonna stab your mom in the neck oh man but yeah, yeah, I, yeah I feel like black a... market what? i think uh yeah the black market narrative like it could be where skybound is 10 years from now like we could be doing black market x with uh, radiant black and you know and all these characters beating each other like it's it, i love what higgins is putting out and like i can't wait to see what the next title is because he could be juggling these two like uh, invincible and the walking dead a decade yeah. ago right like you never know that's oh, the man. comparison that we always talk about, me and Derek. Speaking yeah. of like, black and... have you guys seen the random account on Twitter that's like posting all these radiant black gifts that are like faded and like blacked out? They almost like look glitchy. What's up with that? No, I've not seen yeah. this. There's I've like, only seen like... the like the four or five that has been made. Like when you search on the gift thing. No, there's there's They're like frequent. This, They're like daily. Yeah, there's this new like daily. account on twitter and uh yeah they're called uh wait, let me find them but uh, yeah they're just it's like black market tweeting. narrative that's the only yeah. text you can make out yeah it's black yeah it's the, their username is black market and uh black market narrative but like nar and they're following zero people they have like their entire title their descriptions all like faded out and then they're just tweeting all these like oh okay yeah i books. have i've seen this yeah, yeah. okay I've, I've seen a couple of these retweeted I didn't really know what the fuck it was. Yeah, no, there's uh, there seems to be some sort of mystery here. We should try to get more people to uh, yeah, help us figure this out. Figure it out. We need the Who are you, Black Market Nar? Yeah, we, we, we need the community. <laughs> black Market Gnarly. <laughs> we need the Black Market Gnarly. I like that. We need, <laughs> we need the community to come together and figure this out, guys. Who is this Black Market? Now, Who's is Glitch Guy? Yeah. Glitch Guy has penetrated this universe. Like, is this it's, become real? Oh, I mean, fuck. Is this Radiant Black and Radiant Red have Twitter. I, Radiant yes. Yellow would not be on Twitter. He'd be like, I'm you, over this You shit. just Radiant solved the mystery. Emojis. I don't know. It has to be Glitch <laughs> Guy. This is the sword, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, He's my God. Take over the Twitter. Dude, you just solved the fucking Da Vinci Code. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. I'm going to tweet at him right show now. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say, I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> dot 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 <laughs> tweet live that shit <laughs> that's right live tweeting and more on this week's episode you never know what's gonna happen but yeah. <laughs> but yeah check out ordinary gods if you haven't like there's really no reason not to it's awesome unless you want to wait for like the first volume to come out in like six months but yeah definitely don't uh, trade weight this shit man no, this is great yeah, get, get number one so you'll yeah. be thankful when you have number one yeah trust me like just look at the cover of number one look at that dope ass cover with all like yeah. the story like stalin the queen and then when you open this, it up and it's Abe. just one big beautiful piece we got yeah. the immortal right there oh God. You got Immortal on the cover, so Invincible's already tied in here. Like, it's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, I don't know, man. That's, that's one hell of a cover. And, yeah, look, speaking of, 
we've talked extensively here about two comics that are Higgins related. And I know, I know you guys have been doing such an amazing job uh, expanding the comic book community on Twitter specifically oh, through, thanks, guys. Uh, uh, through your involvement with indie comics. I think it's awesome. Actually, like just through watching uh, Derek's videos, following him on Twitter and listening to the podcast, I've become aware of like certain titles that I've never heard about before. They look genuinely intriguing. And, you know, Aww. I, I, I mean, I know that uh, Ricky has been reading uh, Not- Nottingham. I've been reading Nottingham for a yeah. while, but it was really refreshing to see someone else like talk about Nottingham because that series is so fucking good. So good. Oh, man. I, I don't know what I-, I picked it up on a whim. Our comic book store owner was like, you know, everybody's talking about this. This is great. And I was like, well, you know, we weren't really sure. And I was like, I'll, I'll pick it up. I picked it up and I don't regret it. I think everybody should try to get their hands on this. You're not going to because it's tough to find a copy of it, but yeah. you know if it, if it comes to trade, get it. It's like this reading is... The Witcher, but if you were like the NPC in The Witcher, not like 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 an NPC in a quest, like you know, not like himself, like The Witcher himself, because that's how it feels. It's like you're following this like what's called the the police dude who's trying to basically yeah, the sheriff. Like, find the yeah, sheriff, the sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah. And he's just trying to like find all the the, the guys with the mask, the undercover, what do you call them? The, the merry men. The, yeah, the guys who want to kill the tax dudes, and oh my god, it just gets intense. And I, I, yeah, like I haven't, I haven't got to read it yet. Tevin brought it over today, and I'm going to read just it after we do this, so I'm super yeah, stoked. It's, it's so good. You know what yeah. you guys should read if you haven't read it? You guys should read Stray Dogs. I picked up issue four. I, I was like, you know, I've seen it at the store twice. I'm not going to read it, and I, I ordered the trade because I know there's no way I'm going to get the others any other way. <laughs> There's just no possible way. So good. It's so good. It's Disney Horror. Like, it's crazy. Like, we have two comic shops where we live, and, like, the one that we went to first only got Marvel and DC, which is, like, fine, but, like, fuck no. Give me my indies. You're missing out. Yeah, they had, had, like, four or five (laughs) indie titles that they stuck in this little spot turned sideways that you couldn't explore. Yeah, they they got, like, like Spawn and My Little Pony or some shit. Yeah, that was it. Really, that was it. And they had... They had the boys' omnibus, of course. They had to have that. And then but, we, we got this new shop, and he gets all of the indie stuff. And it was before we officially switched, and Stray Dogs was coming out, and we just kind of we missed, missed it. it. Uh, so, yeah, like, yeah. totally excited for Tevin to buy the trade so I can read it. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'll hook him up. Even though he doesn't hook me up, I'm going to hook him up for once. Jeez, yeah. drama. It's, yeah. it's oh, drama no, it's, Monday. This, oh, absolutely. He wants outside my comicsology password, and it's not fucking that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should check out uh, Firepower by Kirkman. I feel like I feel like you both would read. Do you guys like like kung kung fu shit? Wait, hold um, on. I'm, I'm making a horse. You you hold on. Hold your horses. I, kung- I've, I've seen a lot of people talking about <laughs> Firepower. Fire, fire, I like. Dude, I really want to get into it. So good, dude. It's so good. It's so. It's like. So underrated. Like I swear to I God, love I don't it. the prelude is great. So underrated. Like it, it's yeah. so underrated. Like I looked at even like my comic book roundup where like to see the reviews and they like most issues aren't even reviewed. Like that's how underrated it is. Like nobody Wow, are you serious? Seriously, yeah. nobody reads it. And it's Kirkman. Call, it's, it, 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 it's yeah, Kirkman. writer of yeah. people might have heard of. It. Yeah. Fucking With Chris Somney. Dude, Chris Somney's artwork is something oh, yeah. else. Like, I, I'm telling you right now, this this book is special. Like, seriously. Like, once you Damn. read look, 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 I'll tell you this. There's a, there's a prelude. Uh, it's like yeah. a graphic novel. It's like I think it's like ten to fifteen bucks, something like that. But uh, it's on the Skybound mm-hmm. store. It's, it's everywhere. Any comic book store will have it. But uh, Amazon or whatever, they you know it's cheap too. Like, but uh, it's usually on sale. But and it's uh, got no one who does need a gaslight because he's got fire. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I'm. It's what about this a, is a. 
who can throw fireballs. That's what it's about, literally. But like, but like Liu Kang. It's a Liu Kang yeah. story. I'm in. Exactly. It's it's like Iron yeah. Fist. If Iron Fist were good, like recently, you know what I mean? Like it's like that. But like, uh, yeah, what do you call it? The prelude. That's right. It's 140 pages, something like that. And it's like it takes place before number one, which is really weird for a comic to do. But they did that. Yeah. If you read the prelude, I guarantee you will fall in love with your hook. Look, You're I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy with you. 164 pages. This is insane. I just I looked it up because I'm I'm interested in reading it. But it's good. This good. this is wild. It opens up and there's the Himalaya Mountains or something. I don't know. This is crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, dude, it's so good. And You'll it's like through it. It, it's Cartman. So you know, like it's like kind of like like I don't know. I don't want to say it's like Invincible. It's not, but like it, it has similar vibes in some senses. Yeah, and, like this. Yeah. Look, me, me and Derek were talking on the last podcast, and I mentioned to him that if you can tell a story panel to panel with no words, that's amazing. And, and that's what this is doing. That's what that's this what, is that's doing. That's what right Sami does. That's the, that's the, for me, the best part about Firepower is that there's like Kirkman is known for having good writing and dialogues. Like he's that guy. But when you, he doesn't even write that much in this, in this book overall because Somni's artwork is that, it's that good. Like yeah. it's so good that he doesn't even need words. Well, I'm going to have to look it up. It feels right. Can do. It, it's perfect. And are uh, you guys getting paid to tell me this? Because you're really <laughs> no, good. No, is I, this I, sponsored? I, was just, I was just surprised there was no like firepower podcast or something because I looked this shit up. I was like, you know, I was thinking about starting on everything, but I looked this shit up and I was like, you know, I love firepower. I want to see people talk about it. And I looked it up and nobody talks about it. And then like I went to the, like the comic book roundup websites to see who's like what critics are, you know, are reviewing it. And nobody was reviewing it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like nobody's reading this. And the weird thing is that issue number one, there were two editions. There was like, a slightly shorter, I think, free comic book day edition that was given out in like 2020, I think, for, wow. for free comic book day. So you could have gotten number one yeah. for free. Like literally, you could, some stores probably still have it for free. Number one, the, there's two editions. There's the normal number one, $4, and there's the free one. The free one, you could get it for free. And like, I, I got one for free. So it's like, I'm super surprised that for a comic, the number one was free. Like a lot of people don't read it. But like at the same time, like I think Kirkman fucked up because if you don't read the prelude and you just read number one, it kind of like skips. You miss a lot. You basically miss the origin. Like it's like it completely skips everything about every character and you just dive into it. Like it, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you can't do it, in my opinion. You have to read the prelude, you know? Yeah, because I've yeah, seen we'll people see. on Twitter. I've seen a couple of people on Twitter talk about firepower and it seems like there's no middle ground. You're like, fuck, yeah, take my money or Kirkman, you're garbage. This is a continuation story there. What are they at? Twelve? Yeah, it's at 13. 13. 13. 13. And then, yeah, the 14th is coming out soon. Yeah, and it's it's like once a month, I think, like Radiant Black. So it's not super fast. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's so, so good. Hey, that character. Without the prelude, though, it's like, yeah, with no prelude, it's like you just eat a Hot Pocket right out of the freezer, right? Like, it's okay, I can probably manage this, but like, there's something (laughs) missing here. (laughs) You skip like, we need some firepower with this Hot Pocket. Yeah, so much happens in the prelude. It's like, it's like basically you read issue one and there's a feud and you're like, why are these people feuding? And it's like, oh, you have to read the prelude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like hey, nine, nine ninety nine for 164 pages. That's that's a steal. Dude, I, I, I swear. It's yeah. a steal. Once you see the book, like you read it, you're going to be like, how the fuck are more people like reading this? Like, I don't hey, understand. Hey, Tevin, you trying to buy this? Let there's me a dog named Peanut Butter. I, you, you, with that yeah. comicsology password, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we got no, we think, got grade think, A beef off yeah, the got, podcast. I, I, just, I, you know, we'll keep yeah, it there. 
Damn, Fire, Fire Fire Power is not on Comicsology on Limited. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, then I don't want your password anymore. <laughs> I will say this prelude cover does look pretty dope. Is that an old yeah. ass man with some headphones on? As oh, a monk. He's oh, he's Jordans. the best. He's wearing Jordans, bro. Like, come on. No yes. way, bro. bro he, he's wearing he's Jordans. Dunk on us. Look at this. Dude, tr- trust yes. me, man. motherfucker. I'm telling you, man, you guys, this book is like being slept on, dude. I've been wearing Jordan ones Derek, every day you. for like the last six years. I'm in. <laughs> that's you, but minus the cool hat. I have tons <laughs> of sweet hats. Don't you watch my videos? You you have no hats. You're a loser, dude. I wear hats right. in my videos anyway, all the time because my this hair looks sucks. Great. Thank you for sharing this with me. This looks great. I'm gonna oh, yeah, go yeah, home and yeah. put in an order request for this. Yeah, somebody we needs to tell Ted what to read. Every episode. We talk uh, about Firepower every episode. He's obsessed with it. Let me, let me tell you I something. I want to see right? you guys talk about it on the weekly polls. Looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, you guys are going to yeah, be dude. like, you're going to have the same trouble we did. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, oh, this man. is dope. And then you're going to encounter the names. And there's like all these like really difficult names. And there's so many characters. Don't do that and you're going to gonna be like, how do I remember all these names? They're like Wei Lun, Ling Zan, Cheng Fu, or, or Fu Cheng. But yeah, other, other than that, it's. I think we played enough Mortal Kombat. We'll be all right with some Shang oh, yeah. Tsung's <laughs> and Quan Chi's. We'll be all right. As long and as there may or may not be a dragon. As well. Liu Kang going, Wow! <laughs> <laughs> with his bicycle kicks. <laughs> Fuck yes. Oh, man. Love it. Yeah. And so usually we like to, uh, whatever we have a guest over, or guests mm-hmm. over in this case, because we've raced with the presence of both of you, we like to ask each person, and in this case, obviously, it'll be Tevin and uh, Derek. You could both come up with a suggestion of your own each. What is a comic book series that right now you're reading, you love, and you would recommend people check out? Like, obviously, aside from the ones we talked about. Go ahead, Derek. I'll let you go first. No. Nope. Why do you nope. always make me go first? Do you think <laughs> I'm a lady or something? <laughs> no. Well, I, I do want you to go first. I'm the polite one, you know. God, this is so hard. So <laughs> well, then I'll go. Many. Then I'll go. Then I'll go. <laughs> I, talk, I talk about this comic all the time. I picked it up on a whim, and it's Berserker, the Keanu Reeves book. A lot of people are calling yes. this – they're calling this a B-movie comic, and I disagree with all of you. And you can, it you can be at for me on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You can at me on, on Twitter at the Tevin, no I. You can at me, tell me what you think of this book, and I'm going to clap back at you with some gifts. Because <laughs> this book is fantastic. The art, the writing, and it's getting a Netflix adaptation, I've heard, and I'm stoked. I just want to say that this. me and Tevin yeah. are in the same house, and he's really hype about this, and I can hear him in the That's other right. room. That's right. <laughs> Jump through these walls. I love this comic, and it makes me upset that people are calling it a B-list comic. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah, I got I got Berserker on my poll. It's really cool. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah good. it's good. Yeah, it's a must pick up in my opinion. I it's think, gonna be like John Wick on steroids. The animated show. It'll be sweet. I think so. It. I think so. Gonna be super dope. If it's animated, if it's live action, Keanu's gonna have to do the Ben Affleck oh, and uh, make Roy <laughs> up a bit. Like I don't know, but like I, I, it's really cool. Like I would recommend it too. It does need vowels it's, to get its point across. It's just, it's just badass. It's Check it out. If you don't like the first issue, you probably won't like the rest of it, but it's yeah. really cool. It's so good. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Ron Garney's artwork Tevin won't shut up about notch. it. I, I haven't mm-hmm. shut up about it since I picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, everybody knows that I talk about indies and I love indies, but like, I'm going to throw a fucking Marvel title out there. Uh-oh. Oh, I know. I know what it is. 
Beta Ray Bill. Moon Knight. Yep. Beta yep. Ray Bill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Butterbutt right. is the Fuck, real MVP. I love Beta Ray Bill. Butterbutt is the real MVP of that series. Okay? Good old And we're not horsing Please. around. It's amazing. They're totally going <laughs> to. Wow. I'm sorry. They're totally going to be a, like a couple by the end. It's going to be Bill and Scott. Yes. I yeah. thought for sure they were going to kiss in the last issue. And I was like, fuck, just kiss her, you horse. Fuck me. <laughs> now he's the one excited yelling through the wall. <laughs> Dude, I it. love Vader Ray, but this series is so good. Daniel yeah, dude, Warren Johnson, Daniel Mike Warren's Spicer, yeah. fucking take my money, bro. Yep. They explain why the long buy, face. It's perfect. Daniel Warren Johnson is like one of those people that I'll, I'll literally buy anything he does. Like, literally. Dude, when dude, all those, like, wrestling moves and shit. Yeah. Dude, yeah, the German suplex on Thor, Omega. yeah. Yeah, suplexing Thor, like, yes. Well, he's oh, gonna let me... Alright, I'll give up the comicsology password if you let me borrow this series. I'm the one with the password. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta let me borrow this series. I got some books. I'll let you borrow Beta Ray Bill. Yes, everybody go. need. It's only five fucking issues. If you haven't been reading it, go pick it up and trade when the fuck they put it out. It's so yeah, good. It's so fucking good. Scourge it's is like right he Casey has Bryant. guns and shit. It's so good. It's, it's so it's funny. Like, it's probably it's Marvel's best title, like right now, honestly. Yes, it's so wholesome. Like I've literally cried almost every issue. But yeah, pretty much. There's only four issues. I've cried during every issue because <laughs> I feel so bad for Bill. And I yeah, like you can just relate. Who the fuck? Daniel Warren Johnson is making me relate to a horse face. Like <laughs> That's right. I feel like I have lived Bill's life. And it's uh, like uh, fuck. I mean, you do look very similar in person. The videos don't do you justice. I know. <laughs> but it's just like when he gets rejected from his like right. whatever the fuck that woman's name was. Oh my like, oh my god, Bill got blue balls. No. Lady Sif is like, oh yeah, Lady Sif. That's her name. Yeah. Another thing, like, I didn't realize, like, what an asshole Thor was when he destroyed Stormbreaker, like, the actual impact. Like, I didn't know it was, like, his, his like, way to, like, transform between forms. Like, Thor just kind of looks like an even bigger asshole in that. Yes. Like, Did you guys read he just the is Thor, Donny Cates' Thor, when that happened? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. good. Look, I didn't like Thor in this Hero Reborn series. I thought he was a, a an ass in that one as well. I don't know if you all read the Heroes Reborn, but that was... Thor no, was I, an ass. I haven't, but I can uh, believe I, it. I did not. Yeah, I, I skipped the. I just felt like it looked like Death Jason Aaron. Marvel. One of my favorites, Jason Aaron. You gotta check out his work. Yeah. He did all Jason, Jason Cat, Aaron. Bro, is, I've read like all his Thor. Like I, I own all his Thor. Like the entire run. Like I own all the single issues. Gore's one of my favorites. His, yeah, like Gore's, Gore's one of my amazing. favorites. I love Jason Aaron, but uh, I just skipped the whole event. Listen. But have you read? Have you read God of Thunder? No. Not yet. <gasps> Ooh. Made my summer last year. It was amazing. Like made it for COVID for me. It was, oh, it was so freaking good. Look, look, you need to, you need to, uh, you need to go read the God Butcher. You need like it's a, it's, it's like, it, it's, it's like a rite of passage in comics. Like it's, it's something. He's the villain in the new Thor movie. You, you, no, 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 you need to fuck the movie. You need to read the books first. Because <laughs> he said fuck the movie. Crazy. Right. It's fucking crazy. No, no, no. Derek needs to read it too. <laughs> It's Dude, called God yeah, of you Thunder. Won't it. Just got, just got I've got it right here, Derek. I'll show you later. Okay. It's so good. It's yeah, like... Look, anything Jason Aaron does, I'll hop in. Listen, I, I, I want to throw out one Jason Aaron title, and it's an indie from Image. Have you guys heard of Southern Bastards? Yep. Yeah, every, everyone tells me. I haven't read it, but everyone tells me it's good. 
Uh, I mean, it's only got four he volumes, and, like, it, like, didn't, like, really end or anything, but I don't know if he'll ever get back to it, but, oh, my God, it's so good. Fucking Alabama redneck murdering bullshit inbred, like, yes. <laughs> and, you know, we've got some serious I'll, I'll for the title the, alone. We've got some serious off-the-record stuff that I, I would recommend that are in, like, Kickstarter phase. Like, if you haven't checked out Midnight Highway, do it. It's amazing. Yes. I mean, we were sent this comic, and we were, we were absolutely Listen, blown away. Yes, if y'all want me to highway. send you, like, the links to the Kickstarter, I will. Like, you need these guys reached this. out to me to review this shit, and I read issue one, and honestly, honest to fucking God, like, I'm not I'm not on here to sell anything, you guys. No, they no. don't pay we're not me sponsored. to talk good about this shit. Yeah, no sponsor. Like, oh, shit. The art yeah, dude, great. Midnight Highway is fucking Fantastic. amazing. I can't wait to get issue two. Yep. Like, I don't... I don't buy a lot. Like I'm not trying to spend all my money on Kickstarter, but like I back this. I want yeah. this. I have good feelings about this. So if we could put you onto like a something that's really under the radar, you know, that's the one that I'm telling you. It's amazing. Oh yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Uh, 80s horror. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It sounds got like some, a, a vaporwave. Got some of the Who song. references in there. It's very much one of those types of comics that we just talked about. Like, it's not very wordy, and they're really good at telling the story with the, like, the, the fucking art. art, and it's so good. Yeah. Well, yeah, so it looks like both of us, we've got our, our homework set for us. we got some, <laughs> I mean, what kind of homework is better than the best, you know, some awesome comic books to read, right? Like, that's, that's right. the best kind of thing. And uh, Retweet. Yeah, I'm an Alice in an Alice in Wonderland meets Twilight Zone trip through the supernatural. Okay, that's all I need. Like yes, yes, yes. crazy, crazy Jeez. good book. It's already backed. Like it's totally happening. So if like you want to get like some PDFs or physicals, like dude, yep. back it. Fuck, it's so good. Yep. Awesome. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah. I like about the weekly pools is you guys put a spotlight on, you know, not even just indie publishers, something from Boom or Image, but people that are really just trying to like get their get their life's work out there, and it's awesome. Like, hey, we didn't it. even know. I didn't, like, I knew Kickstarter was a thing. I yeah. hadn't even heard of Indiegogo. But it's just, like, there are so many people out there making we so much it. fucking cool shit. And a lot of it will probably never even get made because there's just not enough money in the world. But it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, there's uh, this other side, web comics. You know, we didn't dive deep into that, but so many people reached out with that. It's just, it's amazing. And I love I love comic Twitter. I love everybody who reached out to us. I'm not trying to plug or anything, but this is, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of this stuff and we just need time because it's a lot. Hold on. I'll, I'm going to re recommend a web, web comic to you guys too. This shit's free. I, what? Space bitch. Yep, that's it. <laughs> What's that girl's name <laughs> uh, that writes it? Uh, let me find her on Twitter so I can wait, get her a, comic, like a little a shout. comic called Space Bitch? It's called yes. Space Bitch. And this shit, we're going to talk about Space Bastards and Space Bitch. <laughs> yes, yes space oh, bitch yeah, yeah. I, I think her twitter handle is is her name is brie is it brie i don't i don't know what her art amazon yeah art at our amazon brit her name's Brittany. Yeah. Yeah, she Brittany. writes this web comic called space bitch and yeah. it's like this main character she's this purple alien <laughs> badass bitch and like <laughs> it's just it's very sexual but it's not sexual like where it's like a man making it sexual, and it's like, ooh, like he's probably getting off. It's a woman it's doing like, it. It's, so it's, yes, yeah. it's super fucking funny. It's a fun ride. <laughs> it's a fun read. Oh, definitely oh, find her on Twitter and read read a couple because they're not they're not super long. Nope. And it's, it's, I've read probably like the first three or four. 
fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll definitely check it out. Thanks for the suggestions, guys. And uh, yeah, absolutely, uh, we appreciate yours. That firepower, I mean, that looks dope. Oh yeah, we you know we we look forward to hearing your thoughts on it because we've like I said I've been enjoying the podcast a lot. I was just listening to the the fourth episode uh, yesterday, so yeah, it's been great. And uh, you guys always you know you have a fantastic time talk about a whole bunch of stuff even it's outside like, of comics. Yeah, give you us guys your, give so us your Twitter nice. handles. Give us yeah exactly. Give us plug, your YouTube plug your, channel. Plug like, in. Give us your stuff <laughs> at the weekly polls <laughs> on yeah. Twitter. Every fucking podcast except Apple because they're oh. fucking dragging their feet through the mud. Oh, yeah. the same thing with us. They did the same thing with us, yeah. God, <laughs> they're dragging. What else? I'm on Twitter. Yeah. We're on YouTube, The Weekly Pools. Tevin, at the Tevin, minus the I. He, he did it for me. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> like, yeah, guys. And, the weekly and look, you guys pools. were the reason why I even went to look for Stray Dogs. If I'm going to be honest, I listened to your podcast. You all talking about it. I was in. I was like, See, I gotta find. You it. guys need to tell dude, Tevin what to read because I've been dogs telling is Tevin. So fucking good, dude. Stray dog, like, oh, dude, like Stray dogs actually, like, like I think Derek will cry when he reads it. I, <laughs> I, I, let him I, I almost cried. I swear to God, like at the last issue, I was like, oh my god, I had to read it two times because I'm such an emotional bitch. I was destroyed. Yeah, me too. Like I, I was like, <laughs> I was staring up, tearing up and shit. I like, bro, like Stray dogs. And you know the best part is that the reason. I, okay, there's, there's actually two reasons the book is selling out. Well, first of all, it's organic growth because people genuinely do love the title. They think it's a really, really good miniseries, and it, it really yep. is, really deserves the hype. Uh, the second is because it's been optioned by Paramount Studios for a movie. Like the writer Tony Fleece said that himself in an Fuck interview. Fuck me, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, and there's a spinoff coming too. Yeah, and there's a spinoff coming. So for those of you who want – and this is good because it's free, so everyone get on this. Tell your friends, tell everyone – on free comic book day, there's a free comic book day Stray Dogs issue, and it's gonna be sequel yes. to the the what happened in the actual miniseries. So, and then after that prequel, they're doing like a paid like again like another uh, issue that's like he said he doesn't know if he wants to do it like one big issue or two or three. So, but they're gonna do like a few more. So, there's always oh, more Stray Dogs yeah. to look forward to. Yeah, and it's so good. I'm telling you right now, once you read it, you're gonna be like, whoa! Like seriously, you're gonna be like, this is one of the comics of the year because it's like. It's so weird. I, and I'll tell you something funny. You got me hyped for it. I haven't even read it. Oh, I'm, I'm already, I'm already dude, sold. I, I, I thought it was ridiculous. Like, like when I saw it <laughs> up there on the uh, – because I go – I'm like one of those Wednesday warriors. I'm like there You see the Wednesday. Sounds of the Lambs cover? Yeah. 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 You see the cover? I saw the cover and I was like, this looks kind of ridiculous. Like, this, like why would I want to look at, like, Disney – like, you know, what is called the – what's the Disney movie? It's like the Lady and the Tramp kind of, like, yeah. you know, cartoony artwork. It looks ridiculous. I, I said that. And then my, my – uh, the – the manager at my local comic book shop and I, like, I really respect him he's super nice shout out strange adventures and shout out dave he was like you should check it out it's really good like seriously and i was like okay i picked it up just because he recommended it and dude it's like <laughs> it's so good it's so good like it's insane it's something that's like completely different than anything i've really yeah, read before. i cannot wait i cannot wait for this it's so good yeah, yeah no you guys are gonna out. have a blast yeah you're gonna love it i can guarantee it's you. disney horror like it's so good this is so much fun. You guys are great. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. <laughs> yeah. Really, oh, yeah, truly. of course. No, th- thank it's you. Our pleasure. Me. Yeah, we've had a blast. And uh, is there anything else you guys want to say today before we head out? When uh, I start doing you all... Oh, oh, okay, no, you, you go ahead, have... Tevin. No, don't finish, finish. Oh. I was just going to say, like, whenever I started doing all this Twitter and YouTube shit, like, I never expected, like, for it to get like this and, like, meet cool people. And it's just, like, really cool because my whole life all I've had is fucking Tevin. 
<laughs> so it's like yeah, now there's even more sadness. people. I recommend right, everybody get great. I recommend yeah. everybody get you a Tevin. But like I will say, like, no, this is really cool. I'm really like thank you guys for like fucking reaching out and having us do this. This is yeah. like awesome. Such yeah, an open community towards us. Yeah. And I just yeah, am well, overwhelmed that I joined Twitter like two weeks ago and you know, everybody's just been so great, open, helpful, talking back. It's just fantastic. Great community. I love all of you. We kick Truly. gatekeepers in the dick. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I was the same on the Rainy yeah. Black Discord. Like, we, we hate gatekeepers. Like, the, the only thing, like, I actually have to, like, maintain is, like, someone the other day asked me if he could be the shit-colored Radiant. Like, r- literally, he joined. Because we have this thing in the Discord where it's called, like, Radiant Sync. And we let people <laughs> basically sync their roles to the color of the Radiant they want. And this guy was like, can I be the shit colored radiant? Because I just took a really bad shit or something in the bathroom. And I'm just like, uh, I think I'm just going to keep it to the comic book ones for now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, that actually was, pro- was my seventh that said that too. So uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, anyways, before this, we were all stray dogs. Now we're like a wolf pack. So it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, that's right. Home, we're the, we're the hey, we're like, straight up. <laughs> that's right. Where the hood at? <laughs> for real every time my dog barks i cry oh, oh. Yes. so uh in the future we uh we do do with this new segment we like the last episode you were talking about where we talked about stray dogs we had a new segment where we're talking about uh like radiant roster we just take we're talking with different people from the community about random shit and uh you know in the future when we do a radiant roster we'd love it if you guys joined us again and we can all talk about random shit again oh absolutely absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, thank Sweet. you guys for joining us. Uh, we're going to have, you know, an, another uh, part of the episode soon where we're recording with Wyatt. So there's also that to look forward to. And uh, yeah, stay radiant, everyone. Stay radiant. Hello, and today we are joined by uh, Wyatt Lane, musician and producer. How are you doing, Wyatt? I'm good. How are you guys? Pretty good. How are you doing? Great. I mean, we're talking Radiant Black, so it's always a good time. It's such a sweet series, and when you're talking about it with even better people, I mean, it's always a good time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I was excited to have you on here because it's 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 funny. I was watching the uh, one of the last episodes of the Invincible podcast where you were just on too, so I was like, this is super exciting. We're gonna get someone who is just on the Invincible podcast, and we you know we love those guys. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, that that was that was really fun. Those guys are great. Um, that's really kind of how I got connected with tons of people. I, I think you guys included really on Twitter just because I was, you know, obviously a fan of Invincible like you guys. And then I think we all have that same story of like loving Invincible and looking for any other Invincible content out there and finding the podcast <laughs> and then becoming a fan of it. And yeah, have just been been lucky enough that they even reached out to ask to use some of my music for the Oblivion Song podcast and now even for the Invincible podcast. So yeah, it's, it's always great uh, talking to those guys and talking about Invincible in general and, and comics in general, which Radiant Black has definitely, I think, like kind of filled that void for, I think, a lot of Invincible fans. I know that's no pun they intended. Were, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> they were I, I know they were even kind of marketing it that way with the, the quote from Kirkman uh, before Radiant Black came out and obviously Kyle going on the Invincible podcast. So, yeah, it, it, it's been really awesome. Yeah, and you know, w- one of the funny things is I just started, uh, you know, Matt's been telling me about reading Oblivion Song for a while, and I, I, I read like the first six issues a long time ago. I liked it, but I was like, this is okay. And then I recently read 
pretty much all of it. I think I'm on issue like 30 now. So I think I'm like two or three issues behind, but I caught up on nice. most of it. Yeah, and I started listening to the uh, Living Song podcast, and I, I think I'm only like two or three episodes in, but I heard the uh, the the sound the soundtrack you did for them, and I I think it's awesome. Like it really oh, captures, yeah, it really captures the essence of the series. It's like a perfect kind of tone. I thought it was fantastic. So yeah, it, that it it that song it's so wild too because I like so if anybody who doesn't know I um I put out uh, instrumental music a lot of like electronic stuff or whatever kind of genre I'm sort of feeling. I try to do uh, one new song every month. And I decided on that in, gosh, it was March of like 2018 when I decided I was going to like try and start making music again because I'd made music, you know, when I was much younger and, and just kind of fell off. So I started doing that, made the song that is now the intro for the Oblivion Song podcast as the first song that I made after years of not really making music oh. for a while oh, wow. I put it out and i feel like it was a couple of days after i put it out that they had announced they're going to start the oblivion song podcast and i remember like thinking like oh I, you know i would love to make something for them but i'm sure they're going to start doing it really soon and i probably don't have enough time and then they reached out on twitter and were like hey we really like the song we feel like it really works for oblivion song is it okay if we use it and i was just like yeah absolutely but it's definitely it's such a weird thing to you know i'm sure you guys probably even feel the same way when you look back at like the very first podcast you did or when I look back at like older music for me, sometimes it's a little difficult to hear because I'm like, oh, I've learned a lot and would have done a couple of things differently and might have changed it. But that one, that one in particular, it at least like I look at it now and I don't even really hear music that I made. I just hear it as the Oblivion Song podcast <laughs> intro now. <thank laughs> it. So it helps ease some of my like critical eye on it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I saw your album. It's called Reach Out, and that's a lot of what's going on in the podcast community and on comics Twitter. Everyone's reaching out, and like, there's an awesome community that grows every week and every month with every new issue of Radiant Black or every episode of Invincible. It's really awesome. Totally, yeah. And honestly, that's where that's where that name came from because, like, and all you know, all of my stuff is my stuff's instrumental music, and so it's uh, titles for songs and titles for albums are always just like kind of weird for me to come up with because there's no lyrics or, or words in the song. So I try to just come up with something that means something to me. And yeah, that album I decided to call Reach Out because it was that year in particular was when I really, you know, connected more with whether it's the guys in the Vincible podcast or a few other people who reached out and asked to to either have me on or have like some of my music as as part of their podcast. And it's like that's one of the things that obviously the internet is is a big mixed bag of great stuff and terrible stuff. But yeah. <laughs> that's one of the the greatest things about the internet nowadays is getting to connect with people who are, you know, across the country in different countries and, and getting to share in stuff that that that's awesome and that we love and that we're passionate about so yeah totally yeah i i listened to reach out today on spotify and like i loved it i'm surprised like tracks like 3089 doesn't have like a few hundred thousand like listens like it's it's really quality stuff anyone out there that hasn't heard uh your music i mean it, it is it's good shit like really I oh that's it. awesome man thank you so much yeah, no question. And like, it, like it must be hard to actually like. I mean, you made the theme, be the theme before they picked it for Oblivion song and for Inven the Invincible podcast, but it fits so well that you don't even really like think that it was made separately. It's perfect. Yeah, it definitely. I I was surprised that that it, it especially the Oblivion song one worked out so well because it was just. I was just kind of playing around with stuff in in GarageBand, basically on my on my laptop and trying to make something that I sounded cool, and it did end up with sort of like a sci-fi eerie mm. kind of vibe that fits with with oblivion song so yeah it, it was definitely 
a happy accident. But that was also like when they reached out and were like, hey, we want to use this for a podcast. It was me like reflecting and being like, OK, I feel like this means I should keep doing it. Like this is the yeah. universe telling me good job. Oh, yeah. Like you're, you started oh, making yeah. music again. Keep doing. It. So, yeah, it was that was great. That's fantastic. And speaking of music, have you been uh, keeping up with the uh, the soundtrack for Radiant Black? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> like it is the I was so excited when that got announced, when like I saw Kyle promoting that and saying they were going to be doing music. And from the minute that I clicked that first one, it's just it's amazing. Like and I, I wish more comics would do that even because it's obviously like very like it feels like a superhero theme like Sam Ewing's, especially that first track, at least. And yeah, it's it's so fantastic I, i'm so glad that they're doing that and i'm i'm still haven't listened to the new ones that he just posted because i know there was a delay on like the last three but mm-hmm. i'm super excited to to kick back and and check those ones out oh yeah those are awesome i just heard them yesterday because i think they just dropped it recently so uh yeah no that's fantastic yeah and you know so so you said you were saying earlier that you know part of the reason you got into reading black is it because of the uh the, the solicitation saying it was like for fans of Invincible? Yeah, for sure. And and I definitely, I listened to uh, the Invincible podcast when Kyle came on the show with them and talked about the comic and kind of pitched it even before it was out. And, you know, I know they had gotten to read, I think, the first couple issues at least. And yeah, it just definitely like it especially with it with them pitching it sort of as a you know anyone who liked invincible will really like this or it just being an original superhero comic like i other than invincible i i hadn't really been reading any superhero comics anymore like there weren't many like invincible got me back into superhero comics and that was because i kind of fell off of the marvel and dc ones just because of you know constant reboots and continuity stuff not really mm. mattering that yeah. that soured that soured me on marvel and dc comics for a while like I, I i'll still pick up a trade every now and then or check out stories that that are getting a lot of buzz or whatever but i i stopped reading you know frequently where i was picking up marvel and dc superhero stuff monthly um and then you know invincible got me back into that but ever since invincible ended i wasn't really reading any any current ongoing like superhero stuff so that just kind of piqued my interest and and the way kyle had kind of pitched it and talked about it uh, you could tell that he was just very passionate about about the story and clearly he had like some big ideas where he would be hinting at little things that he didn't want to give too much away and i think we're seeing some of that stuff now like it, it would it would be interesting to go back and listen to that that episode again when it was before the issue had even come out and see if, you know, it likely he was probably alluding to some of the stuff we've seen now in issue five or issue four, really, like with the stuff that happened with with, you know, Nathan and Marshall and all of that. So, yeah, it definitely the way Kyle talked about it, it just seemed super, super interesting. And then every issue that came out of Radiant Black was just such a like I there are so many comics that I'll read, ongoing comics, and then I'll love the first issue. It'll feel like this is such a great premise. I'm excited. But then the, the second issue is like, okay, that's fine. I can see they're setting some stuff <laughs> up. And the third issue is like, yeah, that was still pretty good. And then I just kind of forget about it because nothing really big or like new or exciting happened in the book. And every time I picked up an issue of Radiant Black, it was so exciting. Like even before, you know, issue four is obviously like the big one where – 
you know, with what happens to to Nathan. But mm-hmm. even before that, when he's writing and you turn the page and then suddenly you're reading the like novel that he's writing. That was just such a cool surprise to me and something that I had never really seen in a comic. Like I'm I'm sure there probably it probably has been done before where they have just what looks like a, the page of a novel or or maybe it hasn't, but it was the first time that it happened and I just thought it was so cool and I I appreciated that they were trying something like that and they were distinctly trying to be different than what you were expecting. Mm. And and that has continued through this most recent issue with issue six and kind of diverting from the plot line that we're in the middle of to suddenly make you care about a character who's basically been the villain this whole time, who's basically been like the antagonist. So, yeah, it's just every issue I'm never let down. And there's always something that jumps out at me that I'm like delighted by that, that I just it, it has made me, you know, more engaged in in monthly ongoing comics than really any series since invincible has well said yeah i even going back different angles that you can look at the series are amazing like just seeing like marshall who's apparently like the main character or the radiant black now he just kind of pops in out of the nowhere walks down the street and you don't even realize he's the main character it's just it really has a lot of reread value and it's really well thought out and super well planned yeah totally you you can definitely imagine like I I imagine Kyle has like a binder somewhere that's just got like tons of plot lines and ideas and where he wants to seed things in and everything it, it's awesome yeah the radiant black bible there with uh, all everything yeah yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I honestly think like having something like the radiant black discord helps because you know like we said before he can like he can just read what everyone's thinking and just completely yeah. change it <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, totally. you know what I mean? like he's just like oh you guys think this well fuck that you know it's not <laughs> yeah. happening no, yeah, or they're so, on to me but i'm gonna do it in a totally different way that they won't even like think of the factors i have involved with it it's it's really cool to see he has the fingers on the pulse there on the the community of like the hardcores that are just thinking every minute about radiant black and where it's going next it's, it's a yeah. cool dynamic yeah, and it I, I feel like that's part of that's even part of the appeal of the comic and, and it makes my investment of the comic even like even stronger just to know that like the, all the people who work on it are very like active online and active on the Discord or, or with fans on Twitter and things like that. And so it, it makes me excited for them when the book is doing well, right? Like it makes me excited to see what happens next and to see how the the comic evolves with like new music coming out what you know what kind of variants are they going to have and just like their their participation with the community i think only helps to to make the book more fun to read yeah yeah Yeah. they lean into like all these things that people love too like there's some kind of like nightwing-ish kind of stuff in there and then there's like the spider-man tribute cover that uh, i think that's for nine coming up right yeah mash yeah. yeah. So there's that. And even like uh, you have the, the pose in one of the issues there that's like the Secret Wars pose. And there's a lot of like homage. And of course, the Invincible homage with that third print there of issue issue five. Right. Yeah. So uh, there's like yeah. all these things. It's like all these the love of all these awesome, like really beloved comic properties. They just kind of like get melted down this boy, this melting pot and we get Radiant Black. And of course, Power Rangers yeah. is thrown in there as well. Yeah, totally. And that's that was one of the things that I, I think looking at the initial artwork, I could tell like the Power Ranger influence. And I, I don't really have that much nostalgia for Power Rangers. Like I definitely watched them as a kid, but I, I don't think I've ever like as an adult other than, than more recently when um, Michael, the editor who runs the, the Ranger Danger podcast. Mm. Um, talked about it and then I went to go look back but I I had never been like oh yeah like a modern Power Rangers type of story I would love to read that never really crossed my mind so I was a little hesitant to see what it would be like but it it very much is like just kind of 
treating the story as like a modern superhero story. And it it definitely has like the the aspects of like a sort of Power Ranger story, especially now with the the other radiance showing up with the different colors and mm-hmm. things like that. But I also love how quickly they got to that. Like I could I could see a version of this comic if it were maybe written by someone else where they save like the different colors and the reveals of the different characters for 10, 20, 30 issues yeah. out before they reveal it. But I love that, you know, even from the very beginning of issue one, as soon as he gets the suit and you're like, okay, well, it's a character with a color in his name. So now comic fans are automatically going to wonder, are there other versions? And right at the end of the issue, you see Radiant Red. Like it's, they're not wasting any time to kind of get to the things that they're clearly setting up, which is it's so exciting and so refreshing. Like it's, it doesn't feel like it is forcing you to wait for the good stuff to happen. You know, like no, it, they're, exactly. they're taking big swings. I mean, there's that, of course, everything you guys just mentioned, which is a whole bunch of stuff. And then we just considered little things for us, like super fans of Invincible, for example, because, you know, you, we talked back to that uh, episode of the Invincible podcast where they have Kyle, where they had Kyle on. And yeah, like you're right. He was pitching the book. And part of the pitch was that he said he just read, you know, Invincible again and finished it. And you, we look That's at right. that and you look at, yeah, you look at like in Radiant Black and you're like, OK, like, you know, Invincible, if we're going to compare it in terms of pacing, like Invincible took its time, the first like 12 issues or so to introduce, uh, you know, the characters, establish the world, establish like everyone's like like the hierarchy of the characters and whatnot. And then they slowly kind of grew that onto like space and then you got the coalition and everything. But here, like you said, yeah, we didn't waste any time. We jumped straight into like, here's the Rangers, <laughs> you know, like yeah. the, ra- the Radiant Rangers, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but I don't know what they're called yet as a team. But yeah, we got the you know the radiance and uh, Fantastic beyond, Four. I think is what they're going for. No. <laughs> yeah, and you know beyond that, we we he he talked about how like you know it was fantastic to see that twist with like uh, Omni Man. You know, an issue like seven, right? With, with what if it were like an issue four? And like we got that. Like he really did yeah. say that we got that in issue four. So it's like looking forward for Radiant Black. There's there's just a lot to look forward to, and that's like. we're talking about like he could in the same way that he branched out this issue and worked with a different like uh, art team and he worked uh, he co-wrote it with Cheshen there's a good chance that we might be able to see like you know like Invincible Presents Adam Eve or Rex you know like we get like Radiant Black and then mini like mini series or something and there's other writers and yeah. That's really kind of what what this last issue felt like too, right? Yeah, like it, yeah, this exactly. last issue sort of felt like a backdoor pilot. Know, Radiant Black presents Radiant Red, like it's a a little separate artist and a side story that kind of gives you more information. Totally, I would love to see, you know, hopefully if the book continues to you know be successful and the the universe gets more and more fleshed out as we get deeper into the issues, like having even multiple ongoing like series where they're kind of tackling different parts of the universe or different characters. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, no, that's what we, that's what we really hope for here every week, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine, like we've said it on other episodes, but I can't even imagine like we've seen invincible crossover with some like ridiculous heroes, like the tick or like, you know, he's been in books like the pact or like whatever, Mm -hmm. like he's crossed over with the savage dragon a million times or like the image United books or like, I can't see any reason why in a superhero like a, a comic book in from image comics that's like basically gonna it's basically already cosmic but i'm pretty sure like looking at some of the covers yeah of future issues yeah it's gonna go more cosmic so i don't see why one day we can't get like an invincible rating black team up <laughs> yeah that would be great they could just they could just very easily like 
make us believe that as Mark was getting thrown thrown through all those portals by Angstrom, one of them that we didn't see, yep. there's a yep. black hole on the other side, and that's the Radiant Universe. <laughs> and you have yeah. Radiant Pink to send him back, maybe, if she can there do, like, multiversal yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. That's right. Boom. One thing I was thinking about, with has this been mentioned before? I don't know if we talked about this before, but Radiant Yellow and Radiant Pink possibly being, like, father-daughter, maybe, like, uncle and niece or something like that. Oh. That would, they, that would be interesting because, yeah, Radiant Yellow, he definitely looks a little bit older, right, from the character models they've released and and from issue five. Uh, yeah, that's where he was first introduced. Uh, yeah. And we saw the uh, the Radiants like launch off there. So they were close together. And it seems like that they were they dealt with the glitch guy before. And if mm. they escaped, like teaming up would be a good way for them to actually escape because one on one. This guy looks like we, we theorized he might have killed Green if Green was a thing. So maybe uh, she used her portals and they could just barely escape and look for others for help, you know? Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be super interesting. Yeah, and uh, Bash, you were saying on the uh, Black Market, uh, the newsletter that uh, Higgins does, they kind of showed some of Yellow's powers too. On the latest uh, Black Market news, Kyle, I think, sent that out last night, so it's fairly recent. You yeah, I go... just I, I saw that this morning, and they have a, a few preview pages from, from next Yes. Week. Yes, and you see him use his powers for, like, two panels. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's just shooting, like, light beams, and uh, it looks really cool. I can't really... But, like, what's even cooler for me than seeing Rainy Yellow, which is dope. Like, obviously, he's shooting light beams. That looks interesting. Looks Pages are, of course, amazing. But we see this glitch guy throw, like, little black hole stuff. Like, what what the hell is that? That looks so cool. Yeah. <laughs> all, like some all, of the, all of the artwork that they're doing for the, the glitch guy is so awesome. Just, like, oh, yeah. the... The, the whole just color aesthetic of this whole book is so great. Like all of the stuff mm-hmm. that's with the the giant mech or, or robot that they talk to uh, and all of that, just the, the like pinks and purples and things like that. Everything that they're doing with the art is just so cool. It's like I, I can't wait to see more of that and, and figure out where like especially if we do end up going cosmic and you're seeing more of like where this technology comes from and, and more characters that are, that are using it. But yeah, I, I can't wait for next issue to, to pick up right in the action where we left off and to see more of, of that artwork of the, the glitch character and the radiance using their powers against him. Yeah. yeah. Like we, we've been waiting for the epic battle and you know, we, we got that little, uh, you know, halt with the origin issue of uh, Radiant Red, which was fantastic. I mean, credit to oh, yeah. Higgins and, and and yeah, and Chen and everyone. It took them one issue to make Radiant Red a fan favorite, and we were we yep. were all like hating Radiant Red. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. It well, and issue, it, yeah. it definitely like it adds more context, and and we care more in we're gonna care more in the next issue when they're all fighting because had had they not done that really the the character that we would care about in that big fight is Marshall, right? Like he would be the one that we're really worried about getting hurt or one like that we're rooting for. And now I think we're going to be rooting for, you know, half of the Radiant team. We know both of them very well and their motivations and what's going on with them. And it, it makes us instantly care more about a character that, like we said before, that was a villain before that. And just only at the very end of the issue did we start to see like, oh, well, Maybe maybe this isn't all that it looks like. But yeah, it, it totally I think I could see some people maybe being upset that they're cutting away from the action. And I definitely obviously want to see where that goes with the glitch character and everything. But I think it was a super smart move because now we we have more attachment to the characters that will yeah. be in whatever the action is to come. 
Yeah, the action will have that much more meaning, right? When we know oh, what's going on with uh, and who Satomi is, and know that she's, you know, not a bad person. She was just down a bad place. She could have easily been Nathan if Nathan took the money at the end of that uh, of that uh, second issue. Totally. Plus, now we know the real villain is Owen, right? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I was a little like I went through so many emotions reading this most recent issue of just being like, "Oh, get out of there, leave this guy." Like, get yeah. you need to, and then like. When she turns back, it's like, no, don't. And then then the like sympathy of like he, he admitted he's got a problem that he's, you know, he's dealing let he, he admitted his faults and that he needs to to fix it. I, I can kind of understand. But yeah, it was it was definitely the range of emotions in that that issue. Exactly. You felt it. You really you felt like Satomi in that moment. You're like, OK, but then when he goes back, you're like, OK, wait, Satomi. No, no, don't. Let's, right? let's not. Yeah. Yeah. Walk away. Keep the money for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk away. Yeah. No, I, it was a really well done issue. I, I, it was a really like nice story, and you just you learn about these people. Like these characters are like real now, right? Like they're fiction, they're fictitious, but like the way you talk about them, they they're more than one dimensional, right? Like the, the the way that they wrote addiction, it's like that's valid. Anybody, you know, I I know yeah. people in my family that have had gambling addiction or other addictions, and that's the way people are that, under those things, and that that's how they can be. Yeah, and and that also like that the way Satomi reacted is also like how you know, family members and loved ones of those people react of like, yeah, it's infuriating and yeah, it's destroying their livelihood, but it's also a person that you care about and that you love and that you can't just walk away from and you have to try and find a way to help. Like you want to help as much as you can, even though they maybe have done terrible things or or ruined an aspect of your life that you still want to help. And and they, they nailed that so well in the book because like like we just said, we went through all those emotions reading it of being mad and angry at him and wanting her to just leave, but then understanding why she doesn't and understanding, you know, how she's feeling. The cover game for Radiant Bach has just been insane. Like they have so good. Uh, yeah, like most most a lot of uh, ongoing series, especially for like indies, you know, obviously some of the bigger titles, they have ratios, but most like they don't have ratio covers for every issue. Uh, Radiant Bach has three covers for every issue. and Pretty much all of them are always extremely good. So, yeah. We have to, yeah, I'm just talking about like Radiant Black number seven, the 125 by uh, Tyler Kirkham. Oh man, that's going to be a nice one with the glitch guy with the swords. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. And uh, speaking of Kyle Higgins, have you had a chance to read Ordinary Gods number one? I did, yeah. I was a little bit later. I didn't read it on right when it came out, but I just recently got around to it and, and loved it. It's such a great, like, it's such a great premise. And it's definitely like, I tried not to not to read too much prior because I just wanted to kind of go in cold and not not know too much about it before before I started reading it. And yeah, it's such a it's such a cool concept in the way that it it that first issue jumps back and forth between the ordinary, no, no pun intended, and the more (laughs) like fantastical elements where it's, you know. The older brother taking his sister to go get a book at the mall in one panel, and then you turn the page, and it's this Tolkien-esque map of the land of the gods and and telling you the history between them. And then having the premise set up that that these characters are these gods are reincarnated in the lives of normal people really like opens the door where, you know, I have no idea what issue two or three or four or five could be because they could jump into, you know, we're going to tell a story about some ancient samurai or we're going to jump into a story about these two cavemen like they oh, it really man. opens the door for them to do <laughs> oh, yeah. anything that they want to do yeah I, awesome. I mean i i remember like tweeting out literally like i swear to god no expectations i was just 
super excited to read Ordinary Gods. Just, you know, fresh off the heels, I think writing four or five at the time. So I've been really into the Higgins work recently. And as to that, like, oh, I'm pumped to read uh, Ordinary Gods, like top of my pull list when I get to the store Wednesday. And, and it was like a few days after he sent out that tweet asking if anyone wanted to read, read it in advance. So like he slipped it to my DMs and sent me issue one and two of uh, Ordinary Gods. That's and, awesome. Oh, yeah. I was so happy. And let me tell you, as someone who's read Ordinary Gods number two, like, oh, my God. It, nice. It gets That's so, so crazy. Like, it gets crazy. So if you like number one, trust me, you're going to love number two. And it's probably just going to get better and better. No one Higgins. All right, Kyle, if you're listening, you're going to get a DM from me later today. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to slide in. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I like White's point. It's just so good, though. Like, like it's it's funny because I, just, I I'm not gonna say anything, but like it, it's just so good. Like, let's just <laughs> yeah. say like you guys nailed it. Like, it's good. Like, it's it's it has those elements, and we're gonna see it get wilder. Like, I thought issue one was crazy because it, it starts out legit freaking crazy. Like, you oh just, yeah. Like, it's just yeah, it's just like war, <laughs> like straight up the first two issues, and then oh my god, and because we're we're all like thinking we're asking the question, and I'm pretty sure it's the question on some people's minds who read number one, like how to what extent are we gonna see like you know like these fictitious characters or whatever being right. explored or gods and and you get the answer in issue two right away, so that's I awesome. love it, yeah, and uh, you know uh, you know often when we have guests over, we like to ask them what's a comic book series and it could be one we talked about but you know obviously if you have something else that's even better what's a comic book series that you would recommend people check out oh i mean we i know the ones that we've talked about already obviously with with higgins work with uh radiant black and ordinary gods are both fantastic right now and those are definitely i think the the top ones that i'm constantly looking forward to and then again obviously um oblivion song and invincible are obviously two of my favorites and and one of the one of the reasons I was excited to come on the podcast too, or just the that I knew that you guys were were some of my people, is how much you guys have uh, talked about firepower as well. Like, yeah. and uh, and how many people that. sleep on firepower and how not enough people are talking about it because it it is fantastic. It's so it's such a you guys have talked about it before, but the artwork is so great. They nail such a kind of lighthearted family dynamic as well that that's humorous and and fun to read but then also balance in this kind of epic story of like mystical things and keeping you wondering about like the dragon and all of that all of that stuff it's so well done and it's the the format in the way that that Kirkman debuted it with releasing that whole trade first as the prelude just instantly hooked me in and it it was such a cool way to to go from not knowing anything about this comic to I'm immediately a fan and I'm I'm going to read it every single month now like it's it's fantastic yeah, no, we, we've seriously, like, talked about starting a Firepower podcast, like, several times. Like, yeah. Because, like, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, we talked about it the last, like, two or three episodes of this podcast. And even, yeah. you'll see, once this goes live, we'll have talked about it with you right here. And we'll have <laughs> talked about it with Derek and Tevin. Man, we can't stop talking about Firepower. Yeah. It's so, it's so good. Like, it's I great. just don't get it. I Like, even on, like, Comic Book Roundup, and I've said this several times, like, nobody's reviewing it. Like, you look at the last, like, six, seven issues, there are no reviews. Like, people yeah. aren't, like. People are really sleeping on this title. And it reminds me of Invincible when Invincible was coming out. Because sure. I, I wasn't reading Invincible when it came out. I read Invincible literally like January of this year. I read it all in like four days. That's, oh, that's nice. the, yeah, so it's like I, I was super new to it. But I looked at print counts for when I was, you know, I was trying to pick up the entire series, single issues. And I looked at some of the print counts and like nobody was buying Invincible. Like if Invincible came out, like 
three, two years ago, within the last three years, it would have been canceled by like issue eight. It yeah. wouldn't even have made 10 issues because nobody was buying it. Like it's so yeah. low numbers. But then it went up like after people knew, but it would still never hit like nowhere near like walking dead numbers or like yeah. anything crazy yeah so it's like i feel like firepower is the same like and it's crazy it's like they had that free comic book day issue one so you think like everybody read it <laughs> right yeah i don't know man firepower like don't sleep on it, everyone <laughs> pick I, it up I, it's so good I, I, I like to think that it'll, it, in the same way that we're kind of comparing it to Invincible, that it will follow the same arc that in, like, five, ten years from now, there will either be an animated series or there will be, like... I know oh, Kirkman yeah. has even mentioned a video game that, like, when he, Kirkman talks about Firepower, he talks about how, like... I think it was on Skybound, the Skybound uh, Expo that they had recently, where he even mentioned that, like, you know, there's not a lot of comics where people are throwing fireballs, like in video games. And, like, I uh, of all the different types of mediums that it could be adapted to, I would love to see them eventually, you know, partner with some big AAA studio and make a, a like, full firepower-like video game where you're playing through. It would be awesome. Oh, I agree, man. Like, firepower, there's so much potential. And, like, even the artwork, like... I'm convinced, you know, we, if you just someone, you know, all three of us, we've read a lot of Kirkman work and he loves to like talk, right? He loves to write dialogue. He likes yeah. to write a lot. But when you read Firepower, there's not a lot of writing. Like it's a lot yeah. of just artwork doing the talking because Chris Somney's artwork is so good. Like, yeah, it's insane. It's actually like insanely good. Like it's like you could literally look at the pages and understand exactly what he wants you to understand because it's that totally. good. Kirkman, yeah. Kirkman, I think, has always been really good at writing writing whatever comic he's writing for the artist that is going to be drawing it like he i think he knew in invincible what ryan otley and cory walker's strengths were and and gave them you know things to do that he knew that they would shine at and i think he does that in oblivion song with lorenzo and i think he does that in firepower with chris Sumner. Right. like he he knows that these artists will kill it at certain things and he just perfectly tees them up for it. Like it, it's, that's one of the things that I enjoy about his books is that I know that whatever the story he is writing, he's going to make sure that he's getting some of the best art out of whoever is drawing it. Yeah, hundred percent. He always gets them to create like, or it's actually, it's like, a, I guess it's a fusion. So they both always create like iconic characters. Like I think like Oblivion Song and you think of like the cool or whatever his name is. Yeah. Like that guy is fucking badass. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, yeah. He just reminds you of like a worm Sith for some reason. Cause yeah, he's, just, like, he's so annoying, man. But oh my God, he just makes these awesome characters. And you think about like the uniforms that like Nathan and Ed and like all the Oblivion people wear when they're like oh, scouting. Yeah. And those are like iconic now for me. This is, it, it hits like that metal gear solid feel, but also totally. with, like a sci-fi alien. You know what totally. I mean? And yeah, that's that another. Was... I'm I'm tooting the video game horn a lot today, but Oblivion Song made such a cool game. Like oh, yeah. the idea of jumping back and between forth between the, the real world and and this overgrown like alien dimension type of thing would be such a cool such a cool concept. It'd be like a Zelda game. It'd be like the link between worlds or something like that. Ooh. They always have the light world and the dark world and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my god! Except That'd like awesome. with like horror elements. Oh, we're in business. Yep. <laughs> we need we need oblivion song merch and firepower merch like straight yeah. like we need firepower like i'm surprised there's nothing you could buy for firepower on the store there's like yeah, a few right. months ago they had a print or something that's it, mm-hmm. that's it. I, I, and i i didn't know this by the way guys i had no idea but like i'm gonna put this out there even though i don't have one so i'm playing a risky game here but uh <laughs> there's uh you know the skybound expo they have that comics vault like live thing and for me when i bought because like i said i just read invisible recently when i bought uh that Battle Beast second print, the one that you got too. Congratulations, oh, yeah. by the way. 
yeah thank invincible you. 19 bros hell yeah and <laughs> dude that, that book is awesome i saw it i was like dude i need this like right yeah. now sold out sold out in legit two minutes like it was oh gone. yeah uh, anyway, but like a few months ago, they had another Comics Vault Live, and it was uh, Firepower number 12, the issue that had like 12 variants. Oh, yeah. yeah. It had this fucking like Dragon Ball Z looking variant, and I just found out. It's like a gold foil. Yeah. Like, a very, oh my God, so nice. I haven't seen so that. Cool. I need to check. After this, I'm checking it, that out. Yeah, that sounds well, I, There's only like three copies on eBay right now, dude. And it has like so many watches and on it. They gave all one of to them. the elves and one to the dwarves and one to the humans. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, jeez. Yeah. Dude, no, I mean, they're so cool. And I was just like, why didn't I see this? Because I, I was like, I was the guy that was on the Skybound Expo constantly asking for firepower stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, in the <laughs> that, was, that was me. That was me. I was like, literally, firepower, firepower. Yeah. I know that was I I was watching the comics vault live when they had that one and that was one where I think I had already uh, spent a lot of money on invincible yeah. stuff for comics <laughs> vault live and I was like I can't I can't justify doing it it looks so cool though because yeah the it's like the whole cover is foil like not just I, they do a lot of them where just wow. like the logos foil but I remember when they were showing it off the whole thing is just just covered in foil and yeah it totally looks like a Dragon Ball Z thing with with I think it's it's just the two characters on the front both in poses shooting fireballs it's it's such a cool cover now that we we mentioned video games now i can't help but think that i really want to see like image versus capcom so we could have like a joke <laughs> versus fireballs and oh, flaming yeah. and those the flaming uppercuts the flaming shoryukens along with like i mean there's no reason firepower can't do like shoryukens like can either so like oh, yeah, who knows totally. what cool moves we could do i want to see flame blades and and more totally yeah, at, I, I, at this point, they could just do a whole image fighting game, and you have enough people. That, that's yep. what and Nathan from Oblivion Song. I swear, but, man, they're not utilizing it like legit. Like I swear, like we, we you could have because you know you look at like you look at the events that Image have done in the past, like Image United and all that stuff. They've done so many crossovers with like the OG Image heroes, like yeah. you know, like the the Spawns and the Savage Dragons yeah. and the Witchblades and the you know all the ones that that are, that they, they came up in the nineties, but. You you hardly ever see in like other than Skybound uh, X right now, which I wouldn't consider a crossover. It's more like a celebration where they just have yeah, like, it's yeah, like an anthology. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we haven't seen like a Kirkman. We've seen like a minor Kirkman verse when you read Invincible and all the Invincible sure. adjacent titles. Yeah, with like Brit, blah blah blah. You know, yeah, like Wolfman. But we haven't seen like firepower crossover with like look, look at the fucking. You're telling me you can't do an issue of ultra mega crossing over with radiant black like you totally can do that yeah oh, yeah we'll yeah and it would ass. work so well it would work so well too like you could like oh like okay radiant pink opens a portal to some other place by accident and holy fuck there's an ultra mega you know? yeah like, ultra totally. mega already looks like Ultraman too and we know kyle hagan does heavy ties to ultra uh, Ultraman. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't like, know. And it's kaiju, right? Like it's all, it's all, it falls under the Toku kind of like tree. Yeah. So and he loves that shit. So it's like I don't know. Like it works so well. I I think Kirkman, you need you need to make this happen, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like, and and that's yeah. another one that that's another one I should shout out that I just recently read all four issues of Ultra Mega because I, I had seen people talking about it when it was coming out, was but so I I've never been like a a huge kaiju, kaiju? fan mm-hmm. or things like well, that. Those those stories or, or movies and stuff never really, you know, struck a chord with me that that much. I enjoyed them fine. Like I enjoyed Godzilla vs. Kong that just recently came out. Yeah. Just fine. But yeah, um, yeah, I finally decided to pick that one up because so many people were talking about it and it gets a lot Crazy. of buzz through like Skybound <laughs> X and things like that. And just tore through it in in 
one night and just didn't enjoy they're it. They're fat issues, too. They're big they issues. Two size issues. Of Dome yeah, that's, I was pitching it to a friend. And I was like, it's only four issues, but it, it feels like a lot more than that. Like, it's definitely, it feels meatier than that because they're so much bigger. What they do with the kaiju formula, they kind of turn it on its head, which makes it like a whole different dynamic. And I really enjoyed yeah. that. I still have to read three and four, but it's it's been getting deserved hype. People have been talking about it. It's it's badass. Yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't read four. I just read one, two, three. I have to get four. But yeah, no, it's like it's insane. Like it's every issue is like holy shit, insane. Like everything yeah. that happens is like insanity. Like it's it's like it's something that I definitely want to see, like Daniel Warren Johnson do, like a cover or like a yeah. like a, a small story for, because his artwork, some yeah. with like James Heron, like it would be perfect, dude, yeah. for that kind of thing. But it's so good, yeah. Like I, I I think I think I understand why, like every time we were watching the Expo or anytime else, like Kirkman was so hyped on talking about Ultra Mega because yeah. it is really fucking good, like it's so good. And I, I think that's what got me to finally check it out. I think Kirkman on one of the panels said that it's like the best book that's out right now or that it's blowing his mind every time it comes out. I was like, all right, if it's if Kirkman thinks that highly of it, I'll, I should at least check it out. And I think on the Image website, you can read the first issue for free, like yeah. when you go and look at it. So, yeah, as soon as I did that, I was immediately like, all right, I need to need to buy these and and burn through them because I give I, you a <laughs> taste and then you're addicted. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think what one of the things that sets it apart is that. With a lot of at least the movies I've seen and, and the kaiju stories that I've seen with things like Pacific Rim, the story is fairly, I, I don't mean to be negative about it, but it always seems kind of shallow. Like it's, where do these kaijus come from? They're somewhere in the ocean in a thing. Okay, well, let's go fight them now. Like, And Ultra Mega is such a, like in the same way that we, we talked about Kyle having like the Radiant Bible where it seems like there's so much things that are being laid out. That's what it feels like in Ultra Mega where there's these like, it feels very thought out in terms oh, of yeah. the storyline and and different factions and where these powers are coming from and it's, it's just crazy yeah like, it's so, totally like, and it's you, it's you, all you, just yeah. so over the top and cranked up to 11 like it's it's such a fun read yeah like like that like this like one example like the scene like i remember when i was completely like completely so like i was sold but when i was like oh my god like i need to read every issue immediately sold was like that that part in issue number one where like the the dude gets punched so hard that his blood just basically showers the entire city. And yeah. Crowds, like, I'm just like, what the fuck is this comic? And then I was sold. I was just after that. I was like, yeah. I, was like I need to buy every issue. That was crazy. I don't know, man. They, even like the little being where they show you in the first issue, like how the guy got his powers, like when he's yeah. like sleeping or whatever. And he sees that like being that's like, oh, basically you have this. You got to go do this. And he's like, OK, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, dude. Yeah. I keep I coming back to I keep coming back to, you know, how these different books sort of fill fill the hole that Invincible left when Invincible ended. But Ultra Mega, especially like the brutality and the blood like that you were talking about, like I, I don't feel like there's a lot of comics that do that of these fight scenes that that make you sort of cringe. But you want to keep reading because you're seeing these bones breaking you're seeing just this crazy blood happening and, and stuff that you know, feels almost a little bit gross, but it's so like violent and and over the top and crazy that you just have to keep going and see what happens. It definitely feels like this book is sort of carrying that part of Invincible forward of those crazy conquest fights or the, the yeah. moments where you're sort of like you're you're cringing as you're reading it because it almost hurts to look at, but you want to just keep going because it's so crazy. Yeah, I think yeah. I like those covers where Mark's face is just bruised up and that's just like tame totally. compared to what we see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I know uh, uh, Blood Rain is an easy way to bash his heart because that's how he sold me on Thanos wins. And uh, I, he, oh, yeah. he doesn't oh, love a good rain blood. Uh, uh, that Thanos blood wins. Rains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was so dope. It's like, oh, it's raining blood. <laughs> Thanos is yeah. just like, mm. <laughs> straight up like, mm. <laughs> like, this is perfect. So it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I got Ultra Mega is 100%. It's a must pick up. Like I, I, like I said, yeah. I, I agree. I'm with Wyatt. Like I literally personally, like I'm not even a Kaiju person. Like I, I like Godzilla was cool when I was a kid. I didn't see uh godzilla vs kong whatever I, I know it's cool like i personally not, not my thing but yeah sure i ultra mega was like it blew my mind i was like oh my god like this is a bust <laughs> yeah all right well before we end here is there anything else you would like to say uh no not really thank you guys for having me on like obviously you know we touched on it a little bit earlier but it's it's been so fun to just connect with people online who are fans of the stuff that i'm i'm geeking out about and and telling my friends and family all about over and over so getting to talk to people about radiant black and talk about other crazy comics like ultra mega and firepower and stuff like that is so much fun so yeah thank you guys for having me on Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Give us your links. Where can people find your music? Yeah, so my my uh, I upload new stuff to my uh, SoundCloud every month. It's soundcloud.com slash Music. Uh, my YouTube channel is the same thing, Wyatt Lane Music. Um, and then you can follow me on Twitter at Wyatt Lane. Sweet. And are you working on a new album now? or what are you So, on? yeah, uh, basically the plan for what I do um, for each year, basically, is I, I put out a new track on the first Friday of every month. And then at, in December, once I've put out all 12, I compile those into an album and try to put them in an order that kind of feels good as an album or <laughs> makes some sort of sense and then publish it onto like all the, the normal streaming services like Spotify and, and Apple mm. Music and all of that stuff. So yeah, it should be January of next year should be the next one. And right now I have uh, three albums from the last three years that are that are out on Spotify and Apple Music and iTunes and pretty much wherever you can get digital music. Awesome. Beautiful. Uh, we'll put your links on the episode awesome. description. Awesome. So people yeah. Have and, and thank you so much. You guys have been like, obviously, even just you mentioned listening to the music before and, and having me on and, and putting those links in there and things like that. I Thank you guys so much. It definitely is, is super no, of course. awesome. We were super happy. Like I, I, pres- I was like, when I sent out that tweet, uh, like asking who wanted to be on the next episode, like I honestly th- didn't think anyone would reply. Like I'm not kidding. And so like when we saw you reply and then we saw Derek reply, I was like, man, we're getting like Wyatt right after I literally just watched the newest episode where you were on the podcast you like you did such an amazing job i was like man i'm so excited because why it's awesome <laughs> like, like and it's funny because we like so much of the same shit so it worked out perfectly yeah, yeah. man and well and that's that's the thing too especially being passionate about especially comics like there's there's not a ton of my friends that are reading a bunch of comics not a ton of people that i can just nerd uh, nerd out about the stuff that i'm i'm going crazy about and so excited about sometimes it's like feels like you don't have enough people to talk to about it so anytime i get to you know chat with you guys or the invincible podcast or whoever about about this kind of stuff is, is awesome yeah so I was yeah. happy to answer the call oh yeah and hopefully <laughs> this isn't the last time and next time i will be next time yeah for sure absolutely awesome right. well thank you for being on and we'll see you guys next time